Among us to Rental Store Rumble, two films enter, there can be only one. Tonight we are doing a sequel to an episode and two notorious sequels of action movies with Mystical Immortals, both considered bad, both set in dystopias. Yes, we are doing Highlander 2 The Quickening versus Highlander or versus The Crow City of Angels. That's so not right. Highlander 3. No, not Highlander 3. <laughs> so... Now it makes sense, right? The Crow City of Angels is also a dystopian mm-hmm. immortal action film. Is it just because it takes place in L.A.? It's it's <laughs> an actual dystopia version of L.A. <laughs> I okay. didn't so, know that. So that was the How point of all from regular this. L.A.? Uh, it's pretty similar. Marginally. Okay. <laughs> it's just, just at night instead of the daytime. So, first up, uh, Highlander 2. So, remember in 1994 when the ozone layer was mostly gone and a man named Connor McCloud got a bunch of scientists together to build an electromagnetic shield by the year 1999 in order to protect us from the sun's rays and how it made our technology not work properly, so we started regressing technologically and everything started looking like an industrial album meets Blade Runner meets the 1940s? Hmm. So that's what that Backstreet Boys Millennium song was about? I think I might have taken a nap during that time period. Yeah. Well, anyway, in 20... In 2024, Connor is aging after winning the prize, and a guy called General Katana from the planet Zeist in the past, (laughs) 500 years ago, where he punished prisoners of war by sending them to the future, thereby turning them into immortals who are forced to fight one another in some mystical price, which apparently is mortality as well as the ability to read people's thoughts, is mad that Connor hasn't died yet. Wait, there's also the option to go back to Zeist? They just don't know about it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So he sends hedgehog guys to the future of Earth to (laughs) kill Connor instead of letting him die in a few years. But Connor is young again, and because of this makes katana angry so he goes down himself to kill connor meanwhile connor involves gets involved with some extremists who believe the company that owns the world is basically lying to them about the shield so they want to uncover the truth oddly they turn out to be right but of course connor is going to need help from an old friend in order to get the world back in order starring christopher lambert from highlander and mortal kombat and Greystoke, Legend of Tarzan. Sean Connery, listen to our Bond episode and Zardoz episode and the previous episode. <laughs> Do a lot of Sean Connery movies now. Virginia Madsen from Candyman and Dune! Yeah! <laughs> Michael Ironside from V, the series. Yeah. Starship Troopers and Scanners. <laughs> Is this the first uh, Ironside episode I think so, we've had? I think this is his appearance on the Michael yeah. Ironside. 
Yeah, that's surprising. We've gone over a year, and this is the first Michael Ironside I know. we've seen. It's ridiculous. So uh, you guys are a little bit confused about the movie, right? Yeah, some parts. I think they filmed a different movie and just put Highlander's <laughs> name on it to sell it. <laughs> You're not the only one. But do you want me to explain some stuff about this, uh, about the various cuts of this film real quick? I guess yeah. so, because, yeah, the or, inventory weapon switching is confusing. Okay, <laughs> so there, we just watched the theatrical cut, which is the more notorious cut of the film, and also the least available cut. And then there's also a European cut, which came out around the same time. So the European cut is a little slower in that they leave some more thoughtful moments or just people standing around or walking in it. Um, uh. The film is structured very differently as well. Katana is not in it very much outside of Zeist, and you mostly see him after he crashes into the subway with virtually no explanation. Oh, um, okay. And a lot of his dialogue is gone. The ending in the European cut, however, because we're going to talk about this movie... So the ending we just watched, he uses power to blow up the the shield, and then they smile at Virginia Madsen and credits roll. Yep. In the European cut, uh, Connor destroys the shield, then he ascends to the sky to fly away to the planet Zeist <laughs> and invites Louise to go with him, and then Ramirez talks to them and they fly into space. All three of them? No, just the two. Okay. No, Ramirez is a Where force ghost talk? again. Oh, is he a force he's, ghost, he's force again? ghost talking. Mm, so okay. in the Renegade version, which is the more available version, Renegade and Special Edition versions are the ones that are the most available. And there is a difference between both of them. And it's a little complicated to explain because they are very close to the same movie. But the version you will see, regardless of what they call it on a on like a streaming service so like the quickening or the renegade version it's always the special edition version so okay that's the only available one right now even though all of them are out of print um in the renegade and special edition versions it shows connor and louise walking outside and then they kiss and then ramirez dialogue happens and then the camera goes up to show us how great Earth looks now, and then the credits roll. Okay. <laughs> so um, there's there's many, many other differences. That fight scene separated. Yeah, that was confusing. Uh, it takes place in a very different order. It's about 20 minutes longer. There's a sex scene in it. Stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> there was a scene they went back and reshot with uh, Connor and... Uh, Louise driving to the shield place the second time and a second time they go uh, back okay so all right and, yes. then, and then katana like hitches a ride on their super van i don't i don't know anyway huh. so okay <laughs> um in both the renegade and special editions they remove all mention of the planet zeist and now the immortals are for, from the far-flung past of earth where they have advanced technology and apparently wiped each other out at some point okay so no um, zeist in that version yeah so here's another thing that's weird um in the theatrical version the shield is orange as you saw yeah in the script it is yellow 
In the Renegade version, it is red, and in the special edition version, it is blue. Did they just God, like playing why? around with the special effects? Or? I don't know. <laughs> just someone got a hold of it and just decided to mess with the color sliders, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Renegade version also has extra scenes of Connor talking to Brenda while she's dying from ozone-related illness. Okay, and, so that is what uh, happened. Okay. Yeah. It has a number of dialogue scenes that are somewhat useful, but they are not in this version we just watched. And there's a... Uh, yeah, that that's those are the primary differences between all the versions. Okay. Is that... Does that help you understand what we just saw? Maybe, if some of the confusing stuff Maybe made sense slightly? in the other versions. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense. It still doesn't sense. make sense. There's just but... better explanation of it. Yeah, well, yeah, some explanation would be nice for some things. <laughs> like what? Like when, oh, I didn't know, like, we were watching and when Ramirez, a lightning bolt happens and Ramirez is just there. Yep. We're all like, what the hell just, like, all of us are like, what just happened? He used his power. So you remember in the early part when they were on the planet Zeist Mm -hmm. and he said, if you ever need me, you'll just call my name. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. And then they then they touched the he thought of Ramirez yellow killed one of the hedgehog guys. And then Ramirez, I guess, because he used the quickening power to use the powers of necromancy to bring Ramirez back. So does that only work while the quickening is happening? Yeah. Yeah. So wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm just saying because it would seem like he would have talked about Ramirez, but I guess if he was talking about him while he was mortal, but he, what was, about... ta- he was talking about him during the hedgehog fight very briefly. He yeah. says, Ramirez, my old friend Ramirez. And that's it. So so does that mean that the quickening, if you don't know what to do and you don't absorb the power, they function like the Dragon Balls and you get a wish you to bring someone wish. back? No. Does it have to be an immortal? In Dragon Ball, you can use the wish for anything. It's just a wish. But in this case, I guess you can use the power to summon a friend via necromancy. Any okay. friend or does it, is or do it only have because be he was immortal? Do you have to be mystical gay married? I don't know whether or not you have to be mystical gay married or not. But okay. I have no, I, I don't know how that works. They don't explain it. No, they do not. So let's talk about mystical gay marriage. <laughs> no. So... 500 years ago, which is technically 1,500 years after Ramirez Ramirez. is supposed to be on Earth. Yeah, that's On the planet Zeiss. I was so confused. Like, 500 years ago, I'm like, Ramirez said he was like 2,000-something. Is this... Maybe Zeist has a weird uh, chronology kind of thing. Like, 500 years ago. Yeah, I don't know. On Zeist, which is actually... Well, Zeist probably has an extraordinarily long orbit. Yeah, they got like a... Hundred Zeist or a hundred Earth years per Zeist year. I think. I think, I think one of the things they say in the Renegade version, which is like a dubbed line that they did later, is uh, that a day on Earth is like a year on Zeist. Okay. If that helps. That does actually. That does actually explain a lot, at least. Yeah. At least how? I mean, there's still a lot of. Holes with that. I mean, I could be wrong because it has been a long time since I've watched the Renegade version. My opinion of the Renegade version is it's basically just trying to plug holes in a dam that's constantly cracking. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to fix anything. You it's just... like the, the dam was hit by a missile strike and here comes someone with a bucket of cement yeah. to try and patch it up. I, I think you should just uh, let it happen. Just like that, nah, just 
Just, just let it wash just, over. It the just lands. has to just go. <laughs> just watch Zardos, and then it makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I believe watching this, we have determined that Dune, Zardos, and Highlander are all in the same universe. So mm-hmm. here's here's how I have the timeline so far. It goes: Flight of Dragons, Highlander One, Highlander Two, Wizards, Zardos, and then Dune. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> So I wonder how Ramirez got brought back for Zardoz. I don't know. <laughs> Except, I guess, uh, technically the past of Highlander 2 would actually be before Flight of Dragons. So Highlander 2 is both a prequel to Flight of Dragons and... Well, it's it's a prequel to Zardoz as well, but it's a, it's a prequel to Flight of Dragons and a sequel to Highlander 1. So there you go. Okay. And Wizards is the sequel to Highlander 2, which is also a sequel to Flight of Dragons. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, especially because Wizards is supposed to, ta- supposed to take the rest place, of the like, movie. Yeah. Millennia. <laughs> so should we should we explain oh, what happens, or should uh, you can try? We just start talking about random things like we've been doing. Because well, oh yeah, we were supposed to talk about gay marriage. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, like the we get the like weird dystopian beginning where we find out that they're starting the shield, they're starting the planetary shield generators, a yeah. la Endor. Yep. Although cooler. Well, yeah. yeah, it doesn't turn the sky orange in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, there's no fuzzy bear people. <laughs> yep. That'd be uh, really yeah, weird. So- Christopher Lambert Bear and a bunch of Ewoks are starting. <laughs> <up the shield. laughs> Somewhere young Harrison Ford's plotting to take the shield down. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, yeah, we get the weird sci-fi cyberpunk where everything's terrible now. The temperature is a constant 97. Humidity's 97%. Yeah, from the, like, news reports. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (sighs) it opens up with a brief thing where it's like, in 1999, Connor McCloud made the shield because the ozone layer was dying. I explained all that. Yeah. then in uh, 2024, he goes to an opera where he remembers from 500 years ago he was on a planet. <laughs> he was on Science. an alien planet. Had <laughs> he forgotten for all those years? And then yep. just the, at the, the opera, opera, that's what he like, remembers. Oh, yeah. Well, no, to be fair, Force Ghost. Uh, yeah, Force Ghost. Connery said, Remember who you are. Yeah. <laughs> remember Highlander. Remember who you are. Highlander. Remember where you came from. And he's like. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, I'm an planet. alien. That's right. Then so does he that remembered mean... his love from across space and time. <laughs> My little drawing here is a heart on a tree that is R plus C forever. Yeah, Ramirez plus comma. Because, because like in the past, there's this giant war with these people who, I don't know, the Zeistian imperial regime run by General Katana and the Rebel Alliance by. Sean Connery, aka Ramirez, who he's having a little, you know, he's thing talking to the freemen of yeah, the the free men of yeah. Zeist, and he's he's like one of you is a very special person, basically. <laughs> yeah. and he he calls and they upon will lead Connor. Us. We will be leaderless no more. Yeah, and they will feel the quickening right now, basically. And then uh, Connor feels the quickening. Everybody looks at him, and then they like go to this like golden liquid and then they put their hands in it and then they touch they each touch other. They touch each it's other's like, hands and now they're bound yeah. forever. Connery says we are now, the two of us are now one. 
And <laughs> <laughs> a bond that cannot be broken. Yep. So yep. there we go. Mystical uh, gay, gay immortal marriage. marriage on the planet Zeist. <laughs> and to be fair, like Connery and uh, Lambert have pretty good chemistry in this movie. They so. really do, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like a gay couple through space and time. Yeah. It's so... pretty wild. <laughs> oh, I feel like at this point, it's just after the Brutals have figured out the power of immortality. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Or maybe they rediscover it later. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I, I feel like in Zardoz, they, they rediscover immortality. Because they do I it a different so. way. Yeah, they know the tabernacle. They know how to use the power See, the, that this was is setting up the ago. technology that they'll eventually use to make the tabernacle. Mm, yeah. Although I was thinking about this. The whole intro... No one's going to understand this if they haven't seen <laughs> all these I don't understand or... this movie. Yeah, I saw all these movies and I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We we find out they all... Uh, all the free people lose to General Katana. Yep, Katana. <laughs> Katana. Drove Josh insane. <laughs> but now it's just fun to say. General yeah. Katana. You so have to anyway. kill General Katana with a katana. No, he was going to kill him with a samurai. So anyway, after they get gay married, um, General Katana kidnaps them in battle, and he punishes them by sending them to No, he Earth. doesn't punish them. There's like, like a the group council. of counselors yeah, that punish the, them the to judges, Earth. The like monk Zeist. counselors. Judge that, people. That yeah. send them to Earth where they're immortal, but one day all of them will fight, and when there's one left, they can... Claim the prize of being mortal and die or return to Zeiss. Yeah, so they say yeah. what the prize is, but, like, it seems like all the immortals on Earth kind of didn't... They forgot they had amnesia, I guess. Yeah. Bouts of explosive amnesia Space all amnesia. over. <laughs> but, yeah. But Connor asks, uh, asks his lover Ramirez if... Will they will be able again? to find each other again. It's like, I, we will you know, never be we are destined to find each other again. We'll never be separated. And then they kiss. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, that's in the fanfic running in my head, I guess. <laughs> uh, but then, you know. So then they get sent to Earth, apparently, like, 2,000 plus years different. Yeah, Ramirez yeah. lives for 2,000 years, and then Connor is born, and he is drawn to help Connor through his love across time and I space. I mean, that is yeah. actually kind of true, because in the first one, he does yeah, just show up. We are bound together. He said that he was drawn to him. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, it's weird. Weirdly enough, it actually we, makes the first one make a little more sense. We in did that way. Uh, in that way, yes. That specific <laughs> yeah, it bit. It brings up many more questions. <laughs> I know. Well, the fact that they land on Earth and all of us had the question, wait, did they land as like full-grown humans and like all of these people just Accept are them forced into their to remember them like a non-existent childhood? I don't know how the Zeistian or, power works. Yeah, or, that's or the thing, my thought was, no, do they have to experience the the terrible burden of pre-life. Mm -hmm. the, the thing I the thing I don't understand is like if they can all dabble in necromancy, how come this is not a known quantity? Like how come yeah. only Ramirez knows this? I don't know. Isn't and then Ramirez really a necromancer, and he passes the necromancy power on to Connor. That was part of his sword marriage. lesson. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe it's like a. So maybe this is tied to Star Wars then, and. Ramirez was the the Darth Plagueis you never get to see because he yeah. learned how to bring back. He learned how to bring people back from Darth the dead. <laughs> well, that did happen a long time ago. 
In a galaxy yeah, far, far away. We, they never told us where Zeiss is. Somewhere near the planet Zeiss. Yeah, it's shown that, you know, Ramirez can come back, so he was Darth Plagueis, and then uh, the after he was done with... Highlander 2 gets more and more complicated. <laughs> after he was done with that, he just got drawn back so to there's, Connor. There's a chance that Star Wars is actually bound into this too itself. So Star Wars goes <laughs> before Flight of the Dragons. Yes. My so, name is, uh, what is it? What's his full name? Star Wars. Let's see here. Juan... Juan Sanchez. Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. Also known as Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Highlander 2 is a sequel to Star Wars. Now, this is the uh, this is the sequel trilogy we really uh, need. Yes. Right? Highlander 1, Highlander 2, and okay. Wizards. Thinking about this, and when we jump back to uh, Connor being woken up in the theater... He has this weird voice that sounds like he has throat cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing I can think of is this is him trying to do an old man voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. How is old man? Well, sound like you've been smoking for 80 years and now have throat cancer. Oh, yeah. He he plays queen on the jukebox. I, I, yes, he does play yeah. queen. We do get queen. Yeah. He plays It's a Kind of Magic. And then this uh, yep. uh, woman comes in. And is mad. Are you Connor McCloud? Yep. And she. Yeah. My life is shit. It's your yeah, fault. It's your fault. My Dick. life is in ruins. And she tries to attack him with a bottle and stuff. I like Almost that, actually. Him. I think that is pretty interesting stuff. There's a lot of interesting things going on that are basically dropped in this film. Yeah. Well, and you're like, like, what the hell just happened? Like, the premise could have been explored more because it's kind of implied, like, either the shield went up. And now they live in horrible dystopia future, or they didn't put the shield up, and then everyone died from radiation. Solar radiation, poison. yeah, yeah. Can, can we just state that this is uh, probably the wrong way to go for a sequel to Highlander? Uh, <laughs> just, yo. just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> Pick, I think the issue they had is they needed to pick a lane and go with it, rather than trying to mix. Okay, it's a dystopian future, but also post-apocalypse dystopian future, but also technological regression, but also aliens, but also... Yeah, definitely some aliens. Hey, don't don't point out too many plot holes. Yeah, oh, that's you get true. slapped. I get, you get slapped by General Catan if you don't, point don't out forget plot Don't forget Mr. Holes. Burns. I mean, McCloud blocked out the sun. That yes. is true. <laughs> yes, Mr. Burns. <laughs> he is the Mr. Burns of the future. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. do. We do have to point out that was one of the funniest things <laughs> when one of the characters actually does get slapped for pointing out a plot hole. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Katana like, decides to send the hedgehog, hedgehog, hedgehog bird men. men. Yeah, and they're like, "But wait a second, General Katana, um, he's mortal. Won't he just die?" Yeah. I thought you said he was mortal and that he can never return to Zeist. And then Katana just slaps him up. Get to Earth and kill him. <laughs> and then later, when he shows up himself, McCloud points this out too. And he's like, just like, oh. I was just going to die. And yeah, I, he's like more pissed off. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I got to say, Michael Ironside was great for that. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, it's, I could have just waited. It is Katana's fault. Yeah. So, yeah, because uh, bird people show up and one, <laughs> he gets. What, the one gets decapitated by the train after fighting an elderly Connor, and that triggers a quickening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he also meets Louise before this. Oh Virginia, yeah, Virginia Madsen, who uh, is some kind of extremist who tries to get into the 
Uh, Shield Corporation. Cobalt Group? Tower. Were they the yeah, one? Oh, yeah. is that the terrorist group? Yeah, it's the yeah that's the terrorist group. group. So she was part, part of the Cobalt Group. But she doesn't. Uh, okay, die. I feel real bad, but they could have cut her out completely and nothing <laughs> would have been lost. Because well, she shows up for like an Connor opening scene have and a then. Interest and yeah. also wouldn't have attacked the Shield because he created the Shield. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Although I do, I gotta give the movie mad props after this. Uh, New quickening that gives us a young Connor again. Man, they blew the shit yeah. out of this set. I mean, yeah, this is the biggest. Oh, I, I gotta yet. mention this set is amazing. Oh, the sets are awesome. I I will yeah, give it like, that. This movie looks so cool. Why is it so bad? <laughs> it's <sighs> because parts of the set are reused from Batman. Oh, okay. That would actually make sense. <laughs> but in any case. Yeah, it's very cool. He fights these hedgehog guys that just appear and dance around and have like hover boards. They make crazy, weird noises uh... and like a gun that's sometimes a flare gun, sometimes a rocket launcher, yeah. sometimes just a gun. It seems like it's some like leftover costume pieces from Mad Max. Yeah, kind of. It's a future Zeistian gun. It's a it can Zeistian. do whatever it wants. Yeah. It can be whatever it wants to be. So he's he's an old man trying to fight these hedgehog guys and then he eventually Yeah, the one gets its head run over. So. Run over by that like trolley thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which decapitates it. And then, then he's young, so now we can actually fight the other one. Yeah, and they have that tanker with lips on it that goes yeah. after him yes. and then explodes. So many explosions in this one. It was very cool scene. when yeah. he came out of the fire. Yeah, yeah he awesome. comes out as young Connor, Connor, Connor again. There's so many cool things in this movie, and then there's so many other things yeah. in this That movie. fight is really cool with the second hedgehog guy. The girl's purpose is to witness this epicness. Mm -hmm. There I needs guess. to be somebody that's the human. She the plays human the part that of the has to understand yeah. what's going on. To be fair, the other witness there was the guy that asked for a smoke, and then they, the Birdman just, just fired him the on flare fire. and lit him yeah. on fire. After he's like flying around on his bat wings. Yeah, his bat wings. Thing. He's flying I, around. I imagine around. that this guy is actually trying to help. Like, oh yeah, I can shoot and light your cigarette. Oops, you blew up. <laughs> yeah, that uh, could be. Oh, it's so weird, but yeah, you got a light. Yeah, oh, too much light. That's cool, Connor getting the the hoverboard and then trying to kill the the gliding around hedgehog guy. Yeah, it's just like back okay, to the future scene, two hoverboard scene. That scene was but, dra yeah. dragged out way too long because there's like ten minutes of them hoverboarding around without interacting with each other. It felt yeah. like. they hit their swords together. Yeah, they a clink a few times. times yeah, too. but. But, but this whole hoverboard scene felt longer than the actual end fight. Yeah, the yeah. end fight was pretty short. It's but because hoverboards. This are one had cool. hoverboards. Yeah, that's true. It would have been very we, cool. Like so I was saying, he eventually clothesline decapitates him, <laughs> and then he gets his uh, free wish. Just yeah. imagine if they did that in Back to the Future Two. Marty clotheslines kills Biff and his gang decapitates, decapitates them all in front of that in that oh, pool sounds awesome <laughs> on his like little it was like a little Mattel. girl's yeah, the yeah Mattel yeah. hoverboard yeah Biff's like grandson or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man so anyway so he I guess he's allowed to use the power to bring back Ramirez with necromantic stuff it's, yes. it's literally necromantic. so like the first yeah. quickening restored his youth and the second quickening brings, brings Ramirez, Ramirez back, back from the dead yep but he doesn't show up right then and there nope he shows up where he died essentially I yeah. guess yeah so lightning strikes and there's 
Because he they, did get killed by the Kurgan in Scotland. So yeah. they rebuilt, I guess, they built a where the tower was. Yeah, where there's the tower a... was. Yeah. Yep. And they're doing Hamlet, and Ramirez appears on there. <laughs> yep. And then we we did discuss whether or not Ramirez would have any idea who Shakespeare was. Yeah, it seems like he died before Shakespeare. I, yeah, we're thinking he died right deal. before, like. It was a young Shakespeare. Connor mentioned 1542, which is before Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing. But he's also, like, trying to talk to this guy, talking to the skull of Horatio. This is an interesting scene. Well, it it makes more sense if you think about him not knowing Shakespeare, because the guy's speaking, you know, ye olde English. Yep. And Ramirez would just assume, oh, it's just some guy. Yeah, he doesn't know where he popped up. He's talking to a skull, that's weird. Yep. And then notices, after a good while of interrupting the play, that he's on a stage. This is also where he learns the The word word shithead. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Which he needed to know for the future. Mm -hmm. So he steps outside, I guess there's just a street out there now, and almost gets killed by a bus. (laughs) Yep. That's so much for a horse and buggy. Yep. I I like all the things with Sean Connery. I'm glad oh, they yeah. paid him. I think I heard it was something like $10,000 a second for his film. Oh my screen. god. It's pretty close to that. Wow. He made like $3 million to be there for three days. It's a million dollars a day. Jeez. To be in this movie. That's insane. Yeah. Even for a bad movie, I would be in a bad movie for a million dollars a day. Yeah. It's it's one of the most expensive actors, perhaps, ever. I could believe that. At this point, all of my notes are about the adventures of Ramirez, so <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's the best thing about this movie. I think it's I'm glad yeah. they used necromancy. <laughs> I think it's there when he leaves the stage, he's like, farewell, ye shithead. Yeah, farewell, <laughs> shithead. So, there's... So... Connor explains to Virginia Madsen that he's immortal, and then they... And also an alien? Does he tell her that part? Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of explains all this stuff to her, and then they just, like, start to have sex outside. Yeah, like in the cuts, alley. It cuts away. So is that the missing sex scene in this version? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, to be fair, we get a much better scene, because we get Ramirez finding out... About TVs, apparently, because there's one tracking him, oh, and then yeah. he needs to go buy a suit. Yep. Oh, we get the glorious oh, dressing montage. montage. Yep. Sean yeah. Connery tailoring montage. Oh man, that is so crazy. <laughs> he just gives them this like weird His pearl earring. earring thing. And bam, there you go. Yeah, the guy gives it a quick appraisal with his eyes and like, yeah, this is valuable. Yes. Yeah. But you also have uh, Connor meeting Katana. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he, he arrives and does the... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, the, this is fun with uh, yeah. Katana, where he he shows up because, like, you know, the bird men are dead. through day. the subway into a subway train. And then he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm immortal. Kill some dude for some reason. <clears throat> yep. Then I do kind of fu- love this, but it's also truly terrifying because he goes up to this, like, small kid, child yeah. like... Have you always wanted to be on one of these? And the kid, like, yeah. He's like, me too. So he goes in there and kills the, uh, the conductor driver. and then decides to take the train up to 
Got up to 400 if it, something. If it's in miles, he broke a land speed record by taking a subway train up to 400 miles an hour. <laughs> Maybe it was kilometers. I still think that would break a land speed record, taking a passenger train to almost 250 wouldn't, miles wouldn't per hour. Wouldn't it have been horrible if this is what happened in, like, the monorail episode? <laughs> like, Homer's just driving the monorail, and then General Katana bursts in, murders him, and then just, like, stitches <laughs> kills driving. Homer. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but we, we get the scene of all the people flying, flying to the back, and him just going faster until they hit a brick wall one guy's head goes through the window and like it's like well even if he survived his neck is getting cut on that glass now yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool and he then you get yeah he smashes into the wall and then opens the door last stop yeah <laughs> and then you get him talking to uh connor at brenda's grave yep and connor apparently brings metal flowers for her grave yeah i don't think there are flowers anymore that could be. Yeah. And he's talking to Brenda, and then they have a little altercation where Connor explains. Yeah, he does explain the, to Katana, yeah. I was just going to die of old age, but yeah. he sent two goons, and now I'm young and immortal again. And he's just like, it's like oh, oh, damn. <laughs> so then. He hates when his minions are right. Yep. yep. He, uh, he wipes his shoe on, like, Brenda's. Grave. Grave. And Connor threatens him. You know, I don't do that. He's like, hey, remember holy ground. We can't yep. fight on holy ground. Because apparently this... The Zeistians are also Christians? I don't know. I guess. Maybe it's but just apparently like, this was also a respect? church, too, because all of a sudden we see yeah, like a know. procession of priests coming through. The the rules, the immortal rules are really confusing. They are yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just whatever people consider holy on the planet, you can't fight there. I don't know. So we gotta it talk might not about matter what religion. Sean Connery on the plane. Oh my <laughs> god. Yes. Yeah, he gets his first <laughs> so limo ride and then a flight, and he's just like so yeah, he's, he's blown excited away by the it. idea of flight. Yeah, and he's scared. He's like, how does this thing <laughs> stay up in there? And then we get how probably one of the... Safely? Oh One gosh. of the best cinematic moments I've ever experienced. <laughs> we get so the amazing. safety video for this plane. Which, the plane is already airborne, right? When yeah. they decide to show the safety video. Please ba fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> In the inevitability of a horrifying plane crash, and if we just see like an, All the actors, an explosion, oh, the actors oh, start People are freaking out. It's just showing like... Put this plastic bag over your head. And, and crawl, crawl toward the, to the nearest exit. It's like smoking and everyone's <laughs> screaming. And then there's the best. The, and the little model plane comes crashing down into a mountain and, and explodes. Because, yeah. like, they could have done it like, it might be a water landing. You might live. But it's like, no. No, we're going to hit a mountain yeah. and fucking explode. Oh, my like, God. Have a He's safe like, journey. Yeah. So have awesome. a safe oh journey. Am I remembering mm -hmm. wrong, but I feel like it said in the un unlikely inevitability of a crash. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man, that seems so good. Oh, my, this was so hilarious, this in-flight. I want this I, as a movie. I'm sure the person would get fired, but somebody that works at an airline should somehow <laughs> get, pack that get into that their safety video. Get that and put that as the safety video. <laughs> Uh, worth it and then he after watching this video he immediately starts some, flirting with the dark haired women oh, yeah. so, oh man some he's into women with dark hair yeah, that he, he is. is yeah he starts telling I mean, her about 
like Cleopatra and oh, the yeah. other Shikiko. <laughs> Actually, does he mention Shikiko? No. Okay. No, but... but that was his previous wife, so maybe he's just into dark-haired women. That could be. Shikiko. He lists off, you know, famous women of history. As we all know dark-haired Red women, women are then... the most likely to. And then he whispers, and he whispers in her stuff ear to her. And she yep. laughs. So anyway, Virginia investigates Connor. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. That, that's oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think Sean Connery Ramirez uh, banged that woman in the the lavatory? The lavatory. No idea. <laughs> he seemed to. Eh, she the, seemed to like him. What the bloody hell is a mile high club? <laughs> and then he uh, just doing what comes natural. He goes to uh, oh General Katana takes a taxi ride. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With Jerry Pritchard, the taxi driver. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. Who... <laughs> yeah. Who he. Have stopped somewhere. He then proceeds to destroy the taxi driver. Yeah, sword comes flying out. First he's like, "Oh yeah, man, this is crazy. This is crazy." <laughs> like breaks the headlights. He's like, "Hey, don't, like, don't kill me or anything." Yeah, man. He's just going around destroying the taxi. I <laughs> was really surprised that he didn't t two the guy with his like yeah. extendo sword. Yeah, because yeah, when he stabbed through, it was next to the guy's head and went and broke the windshield. But yep, he didn't stab him through the mouth. And then he goes into the Shield Corporation building where they have meetings, and he basically yeah, but John C. McGinley takes yeah takes over the Shield Corporation by force. Yeah, <laughs> some guy tries to stop him, shoots him a few times, but you know, immortal. Yeah, so he gets up and either. Tears the guy's jaw off or more likely breaks his neck. I think he was doing the jaw thing for pain and then he's like, all right, now break his neck, like, finish him off. Businesses yeah. need partners. Yeah. Don't you agree? This is a business. Yes. Partner. partner. Yeah. So, yeah, I should mention, Josh mentioned it. John C. McGinley, David Blake, he's like the head exec of the Shield Corporation. Yep. And he's awesome. Oh, he's amazing. He's he's awesome in this too. He's there's, there's nothing memorable. I have ever seen him in that. Yeah, what bad. other things do you guys know him from? Platoon. Yep. Okay, <laughs> that's what I think of. I right just away. I knew he seemed familiar, and I looked up. He was one of the Bobs from Office Space, one of the yeah. consultants that they yep. bring in. So that's I mean, who he's he was on for like me. every season of Scrubs. Um, yeah, I've actually never seen that. show. Never seen that show either. He's um, an FBI well, I've seen agent. Some of it, but it's awful. Well, I've seen bits, but I've never had to watch an episode. He's an FBI agent that has to follow uh, Huey around. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I saw on his list he had a bunch of voices. So yeah, he was the the white shadow. Is that what? Yeah, you call the him? Yeah. white shadow. Yeah, because you're white yep. and you're shadowing. Hmm. I like it. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, he's cool. So, anyway, that happens. So now General Katana owns the Shield Corporation. Cause <laughs> yeah, because they'll just kill them. That's how if it they, works, yeah. I guess. That's kind of like a animal pack. Whoever kills the most recent, they get to call the shots. So Mac meets up with uh, with his old friend who helped design <laughs> oh, the yeah. Shield. Yep. Mac and Charlie, right? Mac and Charlie. <laughs> so, as in Connor McCloud, we, yeah. we do find out during this that the shield is no longer necessary because, according to the readout, yeah. yeah, did the ozone just heal itself during that time, or what was supposedly? The... Okay. Well, the thing that they say the 
the thing he writes out is the UV radiation is returned to normal, which... Okay, so the UV was it just radiation like a long, comes from the sun. I was going to say, was it just like a long-lasting solar flare that was killing everyone? And it just, hey, look, it stopped doing that. We can lower the shield now. I don't know, it's too complicated. Yeah. But anyway. Well, I mean, I could get into it. it. There would be a risk where you could over-ionize the atmosphere. And yeah. then if you, if you survived, it would hopefully return to normal. But in any case, while Charlie and Mac are discussing things, <laughs> they... Um, they meet up with John C. McGinley, who appears. Yep. And he says, oh, yeah, you made the shield to require lots of energy to shut down. To shut down. More energy than the world can provide to basically destroy the world. So the shield is forever. Which just makes absolutely no uh, sense. It's It's like you have a a (laughs) world-covering shield, but you have to inject extra energy to shut it down. Yeah, Charlie yeah. explains that, like... <laughs> you gotta overload it to picture, shut it down. Yeah, I just can't picture him as anything and but, like, the Char- Mac and Charlie. Yeah. So, he explains that, um... Yeah, <laughs> we, they designed it that way in case somebody tried to shut it down. Terrorist-proof, basically. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But, but then yeah, that means it was out of their control. absolutely no sense. But it became self-sustaining. It was uh, like... There's also a satellite of orbital decay would eventually take down the satellite. Nothing would be forever about this. So anyway... <laughs> That's exactly what McLeod says. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah, is forever. Yep. Uh, so anyway, Connor goes to talk to um, Virginia Madsen where he explains Brenda died of like solar radiation poisoning. Did they say that in this cut? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I couldn't remember if we got the actual explanation in this one. Because she then says, that's why you were so passionate uh, about yeah, getting yeah. the shield okay. up. Yeah, because yeah. once, once that came to light, it was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Because were, we were going by the dates like, wait, she died not that long after Highlander 1 then. Yeah, 10 years. 10 years, yeah. And so Ramirez uh, He shows up. A mysterious immortal comes to fight Connor and he reveals he is Ramirez. Then we get the second happiest sword fight on film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> then they sword fight because they like it. And yeah, there you yeah, go. They have their touching reunion. Of their their long lost uh, love has been rekindled. <laughs> yep. The, the funny. star lovers are back if together. They went again. as far as because it was the crow that had the like couple prancing in a field, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if it was Ramirez and McLeod just sword fighting in a field, really happy. <laughs> oh, just like the good old days, McLeod. Remember. <laughs> uh, be so good. Sword fighting, random lightning strikes. Actually, they could have just cut in stuff from the first movie there. Yeah. Yeah. They could yeah. Have. Then it would have been them sword fighting in a field. <laughs> that is true. So anyway, they decide to go into the uh, shield. Yep, they've they've oh, got to yeah. shut down the shield. The, to... the rocking break-in. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the very first thing that happens is they go is... to that like yeah. toll booth or the, the security <laughs> guard. I am Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. Ramirez. Chief just to the king of Spain. At your service. It's like, uh, okay. (laughs) And then Connor's like, come on, first time in the desert. Which way to Vegas? Yep. And then they they just blow through. They just blow through, yeah. (laughs) Though this is probably definitely top three scenes in the entire movie, bar none. So they... They break in just by driving as fast as they can while security people... Just, they're just hosing them. them down with bullets. Yes. A la Bonnie and Clyde. 
Yep. Yep. At this moment, Rodney and I were both writing the like, gay Bonnie and Clyde yep, style. Gay Bonnie and Clyde. Yep. <laughs> so the gay Bonnie and Clyde is Connor and Ramirez. Yeah. <laughs> and they uh, they break in. They get shot up full of holes. It's a pretty brutal scene. Yeah. Yep. Very funny. But. Apparently, Virginia Madsen is in the back this of the car. This is so crazy, yeah, because if any, no stray bullets got her, but they easily could have with how much they were shooting. Like, unless yeah, they, they really, to, like, they reinforced would have had to really the armor trunk. really plate that trunk. Yeah, that's, I mean, maybe they yeah. did, because, yeah, I was like, how did she survive? And she pretends that they, like, kidnapped her, her basically. Oh, these guys, these two you know. guys just Suddenly, the guards are extremely well, polite. They're like, oh, Woman. Woman. Oh, yeah, exactly. Woman. That's that's what they did. Well, I mean, it is Virginia Madsen. Yeah, so they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. You so. notice you do not see any other females in this uh, shield area, so. Yeah, yep. Who knows so, how long they have to stay there before they get shore leave shore or leave. something? <laughs> I have no idea. So, in any case, they have this. So Virginia scene Madsen's where, talking to the uh, doctor yeah. while they're on the mortician slabs. <laughs> yeah. And then Connor and Ramirez get rise up. Rise from the dead. Yeah, they rise from the dead. <sighs> Immediately and, start comparing bullet holes. Yep. Connor says he has 108 and Ramirez says 112. You're counting that scratch? Yeah, they're yeah. disputing it's one of Ramirez's scratch. bullet holes. Pass right through Pass me. Right through me. Scene is so good. And then they just start punching dudes. They punch two guards out. The doctor. He's like, wait a minute. Wait, wait you can't but be. you were dead. Oh. <laughs> and passes out. He calls for someone and then yeah. faints. Yeah. So they, they run down to the jail area where uh, Charlie is. And they, <laughs> they, and they find him and he asks, it was a good thing we put the shield up, right? Yeah. Okay, die. Blah. Yep. So <laughs> Charlie dies in Mac's arms and then they go... <laughs> To the Mac fan. and Charlie. They go to the fan. Oh, yeah, oh, the Willy Wonka the, the, killer bubble machine. I wrote <laughs> Bond villain death fan. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, there's a, a fan in a circular room that They're slowly lowers in. while the doors lock. Yep. And then uh, Ramirez. But thankfully, Ramirez has the power has, of Scotland. Yeah, he has yeah. the power of Scotland. He, Despite being. An Egyptian Spaniard. Well, if you okay, sum it up, I, your full measure of life all in one moment, you can do something incredible. Well, okay, he does it. He, like, focuses his life force into the point of the fan and can push it up. But it starts playing bagpipe music. Yeah. So clearly it is the power yeah, you of get Scotland. That yeah, bagpipes of Amazing Grace. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. But I, I have to ask, Grace. what could so this... Sweet. Bond villain death fan possibly be for in Other the function just, of this building? Cooling? Yeah. I don't know. No, but it's like meant it's to lowering. kill. It's clearly to kill this people. This is like something suddenly out of Odd World to process meat. Yep. It's yeah. there to kill scrabs. That's yeah. its purpose. Yep. So he, he pushes it up. Well, how do so you that... think they they harvest the people to put them into Soylent yeah. Green? Yeah. yeah. Some oh. of them aren't dead yeah, old people. Movie. Sometimes you got to get the live ones and they fight back. Yeah. That that makes sense. Another Food tie-in. is a big problem in a world where there's no sun. Mm-hmm. So is yep. Highlander 2 five years after Soylent Green? Or... I think yeah, so. Or four years, right? Before, it was 2020. Yeah. No, wait. When... Oh, two years. Only two, two years. years. Yeah. This, two years after Soylent Green. This might be before... People realize that Soylent Green is people. So, no, see, the, the yeah. story's out there, but they haven't uh, well, substantiated it yet. Yeah, so they yeah, don't know. That does happen in like 2022. So. They take the shield down in 
Soylent many? Green is 2022? Yeah. yeah. And technically no one really finds out other than a handful of people that Soylent Green is people. So. Yeah. That's true. So there you go, Soylent Green. Well, it probably takes a long time for vegetation to come back. You know, maybe it can't come back after the damage the shield did. So the world is still broken. Super algae is a lie. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, he he does that. So he does that. And then he. Uh, Connor and uh, Virginia Madsen, Princess Irulan. (laughs) Louise, right? (laughs) I Um, like how I said her name earlier, but then just Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. Sorry, but I just, I really love uh, Sean Connery's death wink right there. Before. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, we see each other again. Oh, who knows? Who wink. knows? Wink. And then he turns into light and the fan crashes Anything's down. Anything's possible. Yep. When, well, when you're gay married across space and time. Yep. When you're, so maybe he... when you're gay, gay married star lovers from across <laughs> the universe, it's anything's possible. Is that I what guess. that movie Across the Universe was about? If only. <laughs> if only like, Across oh, the Universe was Potter and Ramirez love story. Yeah. Oh, man. Should remake Across the Universe uh, and make it about no, that. No, see, that'd be, that'd be the perfect uh, romantic movie. See, uh, Connor wins the prize again. He goes back to Zeiss, but then he kills someone, which triggers a quickening that brings Ramirez back. But now they're on two different planets, and they don't know how to greet oh, each no. other. Yeah. They can only feel each other's so, presence across the stars. So what I want is a cut where, like, when he winks, you get this, like, beautiful music video of their love across space and time. <laughs> and then it just goes right back to the movie. Yeah. Yes. It would be more uh, more efficient, much better film. I think so. <laughs> but in any case, I just thought I'd mention that Ramirez has the katana in the floor at this point. Yeah. So they leave. and We then, don't see Connor grab it or anything. And then uh, you got Blake and Katana. Uh, they are talking. He's like, oh, looks as though you fucked up, eh, partner? And... Then General Katana crushes his balls, balls to the point where by he them, dies. and he's just screaming, "Ah!" It's and, awesome. then, and then he throws him out of window. Yeah, but like you're saying, Josh, like they, he's seen this guy. Like he, in person. he came up and basically tore a man's yeah. jaw off, and so while yeah, he why would be screaming and be like. Yeah, that's the guy you want to, like, make petty insults to. This is their very next scene. There was no (laughs) in-between, and he immediately (laughs) was just like, you fucked up. You fucked up, didn't you? (laughs) Why would he possibly think that that was okay? I wouldn't even want to hang around that guy. At first, I thought that the ball grab was, like, a a submission thing. Yeah. What was that? But no, he just kills him. I want to say that again? No. So anyway, yeah, Virginia Madsen and Connor are running around They they start doing the uh, cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which he gives her a gun to cover this hallway so he can go and fight Katana by himself. Yep. And then he goes to fight Katana and he's wearing different clothes and has a different <laughs> he al- sword. He alternates between having the Katana hidden in his trench coat, not having the trench coat and not having the Katana. Yep. And having this other sword. That you've never seen before. Yeah. Well, it's the one he gets from the uh, the bird hedgehog guy. Yeah. He just kind oh, of like starts carrying that. I at that don't point. even it's remember like, him grabbing would... it. I just I saw it there, him using it. I was just like, where did this sword even come from? The katana makes sense if he took it from Ramirez, which it also didn't show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he just picked up the katana at like Connor's house or something. But yeah, something. 
So anyway, they fight for a while, and then uh, he knocks Connor down onto this down, it, down elevator. an elevator that falls for a long time. This thing goes on for of mm-hmm. him just running down this elevator as it free falls. Yeah, it seems like Connor's going to find a way to like jump off and grab something, but now he just crashes to the bottom. Well, to be fair, this is the like one of the few times we actually see like what the immortal have to deal with when... abilities are because he basically just like re forms like or he heals all his bones and everything yeah so like crack him back into place it's like yeah because the only the only other time we see it is when katana hit the subway yeah yes not mentioned at all in the first movie so anyway virginia madsen continues to shoot guys and then they have a real katana fight yeah general Mm -hmm. katana versus the katana versus the samurai (laughs) yeah from the first movie samurai So now he has different clothes again, and he has the samurai sword. The yep. Katana. Katana, it's katana versus, versus Katana. Katana. And <laughs> he eventually chops off his head, General Katana's head, yeah. not Connor's. And then the quickening happens. Too bad he didn't cut off his hand, then it could have tied in with Starship Troopers. But yeah. But my <laughs> Clarence, okay. I did have a head in that movie. So. I yeah. was kind of expecting a final word or something, because he got him like down, down on his yeah. knees, and then he just lopped off his head. There is a cut. Is there a cut where he says something? Talk, say something. Okay, I think it's in the European cut, but no other version of the movie. Mm. Not yeah. the renegade version, not anything. It's weird to yeah not let the villain get one last word in. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what it was. I think Katana says something like "I'll see you in hell," and then like something. Connor replies something, but I can't remember. It, what. It, it decapitates him. I'm immortal, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it made it pretty unsatisfying his death because there was no final yeah, word. Yeah, no final word. Just. Blop. But then he cuts off his head and mouths, "There can be only one." Yep. Which I found very satisfying. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. And then... So he steps into the particle beam that powers the satellite <laughs> that makes the shield, shield go across Earth while the quickening is happening. Therefore... So he can overload the particle yeah. beam. It and... works like flying a jet into a spaceship in Independence Day. Yep. yep. So he randy quades the satellite. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he... <laughs> Does that? Randy <laughs> quits the satellite. The shield blows up. It's all gone. You see the stars. Virginia Madsen smiling. So you see stars in Princess Irland. Ah, yep. Ah. <laughs> and they're all smiling at each other. And there's a voiceover of Ramirez talking about you still have your full measure of life. Basically, use it well. And then the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was waiting for him to end with the force will be with you. Always. <laughs> so it sounds kind of funny from what you said, the other one where they fly away. Yeah. Because it just, to me, it sounds like the Simpsons episode of suddenly <laughs> Connor's like, I'm well, like Virginia Madsen, my home planet needs me. And then you just <laughs> see like a still image of uh, yep. Christopher Lambert go up off the screen. <laughs> it's almost that bad. So it's like a, it's like a oh. blue screen effect where the blue screen is really terrible. So you see him just floating in space and then she just joins him and okay. then they fly off. And then there's a little note. Connor and Virginia Madsen died on their way back. <laughs> on the way to, to Planet Zeiss. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. So, uh... 
How was this wow. experience? <laughs> uh, it was entertaining but confusing, I'll say that. After seeing Highlander 1, is this what you expected Highlander 2 to be? Not necessarily. I saw it a long time ago, so I remember... Well, I mostly remembered the the Hedgehog brothers that get yeah. killed and become the ghosts in the Matrix later. I also use sword fighting. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie a lot, especially just filling in the holes with other movie plot points. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was the big takeaway. The the movie itself not good on its own, but when you start uh weaving yeah. our lore of how this is actually a prequel to Zardoz, which will be the prequel to Dune, which is also this is also the future of flight of dragons which yeah. is which so, is the future of star wars yep technically so they kind of did like a, a mad libs movie like fill in the continuity yourself <laughs> yeah, fill in yeah. your own continuity i mean if you cut... well this makes me think of blank. yeah think of and then other sean connery movie this makes me think of other space movie this <laughs> yeah if you cut everything that's not ramirez you have an amazing movie yeah yeah yeah, I, I'm with Xana. I would like to see uh, Highlander 3 be just the adventures of Ramirez. And it's just Ramirez going on adventures throughout time. Well, Ramirez is not in Highlander 3 ever. No. Well, yeah, after uh, didn't getting say his paid, name again. <laughs> he did. They couldn't nope. afford him. It'd be $50,000 so, a second. <laughs> Highlander 3 was made after Highlander the TV series, but is not a sequel to Highlander the TV series. It's oh. directly a sequel to the first movie. Oh, God. So does it take place in between one so and two? So 1993? No, because two doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, according to Highlander 3 and the rest of the Highlander well, franchise. Oh, they retconned it out? Uh, they retconned yeah. it. They just, it just doesn't exist. Just, no, no, we don't talk about Highlander They don't two. talk about it. They never mention it again. That's how it works. Hmm. <laughs> Fight Club rules. First rule, we don't talk First about First rule of Highlander, you do not talk about, about Highlander, Highlander 2. 2. Yeah. So, so in Highlander 3... The final dimension. Highlander Club. They they do have like these these guys in a cave. I think I mentioned this last time. Guys in a cave. They're not part of the of the game anymore, but then they get out of the cave, so <laughs> I guess Connor has to fight them now. But then this one, Brenda's also dead, but they adopted a son, though he thinks he's their biological son. I don't know. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. How can you not I, be sure yeah. if your son is adopted or biological? No, no, the son doesn't think. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, because it doesn't say, like, at minimum, Brenda should know if she gave birth to a kid. It's... I, I mean, Paul... it, the third one makes sense in a very stupid way, but it makes sense. <laughs> Does it okay. make more or less sense than two? It makes way more sense okay. than two. So, does Planet Zeiss never show up again in any of them? No. Oh, okay. Okay. But, <laughs> oh, uh, man, I don't know, Paul, you mentioned... Uh, Highlander, uh, Highlander the Source Fight is the Club. most confusing one. Yeah. That'd be great. Just, okay, here's your swords. You can't go for neck shots. We're not trying to kill anyone here. Yep, Highlander. It's just an actual immortal, yeah. It's just immortals. Like, Fight okay, club. you can you can stab. You can go for appendages. Can't go for the neck. Second yeah. rule of Highlander Fight Club, you cannot talk about Highlander Fight <laughs> yeah, Club. Yeah, <laughs> Can't talk about Highlander 2. No fights can take place on holy grounds. <laughs> so, wait, does, would that mean, just going by Fight Club rules, were Connor and Ramirez really the same guy the whole time? Oh, and no, like, Connor, don't you see, all along, I did the, the way you wanted to. I fucked like you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Connor and Ramirez were the same guy all along. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I prefer them to be gay lovers in space and yeah. time. Yeah. So, but I, I agree. That means that Heather was Sean Connery's woman. That is yeah. true. It's my yeah. It also explains why he can just randomly come back. And it too. explains why Ramirez, Ramirez hit it is just in Tyler his Durden. own mind. Connor, like Connor's trauma of you know Kurgan raping his woman. Yep. <laughs> Although it doesn't explain the fact that he remembers being beheaded. So. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's there? just an allegory for. That's what, like, the Kerrigan just took my woman and I wasn't there. I might as well have been dead for all the use so, I had. That's how he killed, I guess, when he shot himself in the head and it killed Tyler Durden, that Kurgan beheading him somehow killed off Ramirez, but Connor was still alive. way too much thought into this. <laughs> what really no, we're, happened is We're that... trying to add another movie into the lore that is the Highlander. No, well, it's really just they have a similar club. Ramirez and uh, Connor were gay lovers of space and time. Star... Star lovers forever. Yep. So good. But I like it. <laughs> so so did you like this movie? We'll oh, go this through. was. Yeah. This was interesting. Yeah. I I don't know how they managed to sell this as a sequel and all because it is. They had the same actors. It had the why. same actors. There is so little that involves yeah, the first. Way There's with immortals it. and beheadings in it. That is true. And quickenings. Yeah. yeah, the quickenings are very powerful in this one. Yeah. Destroys buildings, have... destroys satellites. The only thing that makes sense is if they had a script for a completely different, like cyberpunk movie, and then somebody <laughs> decided to just Highlander into this? shoehorn Hi- yeah, Highlander. And no one's gonna buy this cyberpunk story. Well, what if we teamed it with something else? Uh, what's big? Highlander? So had Highlander <laughs> um, gotten its like cult status by the time this one was made, so yeah. that's why they went ahead. Yeah, I mean okay. it was a big. Big rental store favorite. For Actually, people and... that's not that unrealistic. If they had a script for unnamed cyberpunk movie and then like Highlander's getting popular, let's uh, make it that. I'm pretty sure the people hired to this were, for this were hired specifically to make a Highlander sequel. They just oh, okay. had no clue what to do for <laughs> it. Well, yeah, it's kind of like. How they hired the guys that did Max Headroom to do a Super Mario Brothers movie, and they're like, I don't, I don't even know how to adapt. What, like, what do you do to make a Super Mario Brothers movie? That doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. Of course, they're doing it again. So anyway, <laughs> the horror, the horror. This movie has a lot of similarities to Super Mario Brothers. Maybe. Dystopian like future. Weird dystopian futures. Like bombs everywhere. No, just give <laughs> bombs. Is the secret that we're going to watch Super Mario's tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. No, still watching City of Angels. but Super Mario Brothers, City of Angels. So, so did you enjoy this movie, Josh? It was a fun ride. I, I think this is one of those where I think I would enjoy the movie if it was not a Highlander sequel like if they would have just gone with the cyberpunk thing i think it would have been better so do you think this is the worst sequel ever to a movie i mean it's hard to pick another sequel (laughs) that would be worse yeah i mean nothing's coming to mind right now i guess yeah if your point is like as a sequel like taking the lore into account (laughs) yeah I think this movie's better if you try to imagine it as a standalone movie. Yeah, because yeah. it's a fun, crazy, weird movie that doesn't make yeah. sense. Yep. <laughs> you could see Christopher Lambert and Michael Ironside fight a bit. Although, yeah, like you said, their fight wasn't as big. 
Yeah. But yeah. Michael Ironside's uh, destruction rampage when he first gets to Earth is pretty great. Yeah, it was fun watching The train go crazy. just taking over a company with physical yeah, I, force. I love that he lands and immediately turns into the cure. Yeah, it's like mayhem it's like, right away. Time for murder and mayhem. All He's right. so fun. Dang. Michael Ironside is the best. Yeah, if yeah. only... He's a damn psycho. Yeah. I was gonna say... Uh, well, it's, it's so weird, because, like, on Zeist, you never see him as... Like, he's, like, politician, he's General warlord Zod. guy. But then, like, the moment he touches down on Earth, it's like, alright, it's all chaos all the time now. Maybe Earth, like... If you have those tendencies, it's like it makes Superman, them... like Kryptonians, it amplifies their thing. So the the crazy ones get even crazier when they're on Earth because the maybe. Kurgan was nuts. Well, maybe yeah. there are rules on Zeist, and now that he's oh, on now Earth, there he are gets no to rules. break all the rules. The rules. Yeah, can just maybe be so. A crazy cycle. Oh my god, I can crash a train full of people now. This is going to be great. And to be fair, I never got to do that he on Zeist. Follow the rules, and he's <laughs> there immortal. Were even trains on Zeist. There are no consequences on Earth. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Like, I can just go so, nuts here. I'm going to ask... I, I think I know Xana's answer, so I'm going to ask Paul first. Did you like this movie? I enjoyed it. Like, it was fun. Um, like I said, very confusing, but fun. Yeah, And surprisingly short. Like, when it ended, I'm like, wait, that's the movie? That's the whole yeah. movie. Like, what was, how long was the cut that we watched? An hour and 24 minutes oh, with wow. credits. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so we watched about an hour 15 and we were done. Yeah. Well, we want. I think the credits are only a few. Only minutes five minutes. Long. So hour twenty. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Probably one twenty. It's not. Still. Like, it's not like a modern, you know, there, yeah. film where the credits are fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Well, to be <laughs> fair, most modern movies have more than a four-man uh, computer effects team. Yeah. Well, most modern movies have like more people working on just the CG effects than, than the movie itself on this yeah, entire movie. Yeah. So. Anyway, so you enjoyed it. You know, most people yeah. hate this movie. Just but, thought I'd mention that real quick. Okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. I hated it as a Highlander sequel. The movie itself I enjoyed, and I might have, a lot of it might be the fact that when you watched it with our group, it's like, wait, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, how is this part of the lore of yeah. Zardoz? <laughs> that was pretty funny, though, just when we were first. Then, I, th I think that's the thing. If, if you have a group, this movie's fun because it's it's one of those movies that's so easy to make fun of. Yeah, well, yeah. the fact, the that, fact they... that everyone everyone came in and like even Holly's like, wait, if this happens, doesn't this mean this? And then we had the <laughs> oh. the joke going is like, don't point out plot holes. Or Katana's slapped. gonna yeah. get slapped. That's the rule. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking about it you. when they were showing the Zeiss scenes. I'm like, wait, so his name was Connor McLeod on another planet? Yeah. So did they like? Intentionally find, oh, here's a clan of McLeod people. We can stick him with them. Stick him with them. Yep. They won't even know. And I think Ramirez, they just didn't know what the hell to do with him. Like, oh, God. Send what, him to Egypt, I guess. What fits him on Earth? Yeah. So, yeah, they sent him to Egypt, but... I mean, <laughs> if his name was supposed to be Ramirez, huh? All they really had to do was just give them a first name. Yeah. On, on Zeiss. That's yeah, but Ramirez has, like, four names. Yeah, that's the thing I love about Ramirez is, like, he, you know, he in the first movie interrupts Connor's like, I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. How would um, anyone guess that? Yeah. You sound Scottish, your name is Spanish, you're Egyptian. <laughs> anyway, so, Zan, did you <laughs> like this movie? I really liked the movie. I, I loved it. Um, obviously, you immediately have questions. Like, the moment the movie started, my first question was, wait, it's a post-apocalyptic future. Is he immortal again? 
<laughs> no, it's like the 90s and the world has ended. Okay. <laughs> and you just kind of accept it. And I guess that's like the difference between enjoying the movie and hating it. You just kind of accept the the plot holes and weirdness and just roll with it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, we did. That. But we much. still had questions throughout. <laughs> The, the part with the lightning striking Ramirez and every single person except Rodney's like, what just happened? What Why is Ramirez happened? there? The, and Rodney just the started laughing. gave him the powers of necromancy that he forgot about. <laughs> yeah, like, but is it necromancy that's only but he, applicable like, to your gay lover? He didn't even know that he was know. doing it. All I know is that, I mean, Ramirez, both Ramirez and Connor must have dabbled in necromancy. At least a little bit. Yeah. And to be fair, we did find out that uh, necromancy did make Connor happy. Yeah, yeah it did. did make him happy, yeah. So anyway. That's one person necromancy yep, has made so happy. We have yeah. had a person that necromancy has made happy. Yeah, now. why would Connor stop? He likes it. Yeah, yes, look, Ramirez can do the crazy, dangerous shit, and then he just, I'll you know, brings you back him back. Later. But I, I was all in once I decided that this was connected to Zardos. Yeah, <laughs> it seems. I mean, it could fit. They're both... Dude, something, I, something goes wrong with one of the necromancy bringing him back. And so uh, Zardoz is him trying to piece back his memory so he can bring Connor back. Because mm -hmm. Connor gave himself to bring back Ramirez. And I was aware that people hated it. But while watching it, I was thoroughly enjoying it. And I was just like, why do people hate this movie? This oh, is it's a awesome. It's a bad movie. But it's a fun bad it's, movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a bad movie, but awesome things keep happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, it's that scene with else. them just getting mowed down in yeah, the that was an awesome just like, scene. okay this but, is neat like that. this movie proved you don't need plot to have a good movie <laughs> nope. whoever had the idea to make that safety video on the plane yeah. that oh, was yeah. so great yeah the gay bonnie and clyde scene the safety film the like the stupid hedgehog battle even those the, hedgehog guys were cool yeah the woman bashing old man connor <laughs> over the, the head the, like there's so many the dressing cool montage oh yeah general Subway explosion. Yeah, Subway the train thing that was pretty spree. damn cool. Uh, I do, I do like since so he's the fun. bad guy, they had to give him his weapon a gimmick because like the Kurgan sword. Uh, you assemble it. Yeah. You, you assemble it, and it has the button that gives you the spikes. And apparently, katanas is you just push a button and the blade Extendo extends. sword. Why doesn't General Katana use a katana? Katana. A katana. Two on the nose. People would see it coming. Anyway, so it's like I'll you all look, I'll go by to katana. Not hated this. I movie, will wield the claymore, despite how much it's clearly not a great movie. <laughs> um, I I never said it was a good movie. It's just it's bad. I but I, I, I will I, I will say the company yeah. made it an enjoyable Xana experience. It's a good movie. I enjoy this movie immensely. I've always thought it was the funniest, most ridiculous thing <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, and the like, fact that you pointed out there's an ending that is not that dissimilar from the Poochie joke. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great. I'm, I, we didn't see it, unfortunately, but that's the fact that that exists. Yeah, it's... This movie came out before Troll 2. Just going to say that. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I was well aware of bad movies well before anybody was talking about Troll 2. And this... I mean, this movie's... <laughs> It's filled with awesome, but also really stupid things, and it just kind of is a perfect storm. I, I think that's the <laughs> difference. If you can focus on the awesome things, you'll at least have fun with it. Yep. If you can't focus on the awesome things and think about just how terrible it is as a Highlander movie, you're not going to like the movie. Well, yeah. This kind of movie is right up my alley. Like, I think this. I watched this a lot when I was a kid. Um I, and I grew up watching bad movies, you know, like Highlander 2, and 
you know, my favorite childhood movie being Leprechaun 4 in Outer Space. So, you (laughs) know, of course, I'm going to be into the movie that has all of these plot holes, but all of these crazy things happening. Kept mentioning Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. I well, love Michael Ironside. Starship had, Troopers. In yeah. this one, you had Michael Ironside. In the first one, you had uh, Clancy Brown. They were both like army dudes in uh Every Starship time he Troopers. was on screen, I was just like, I want to watch Starship Troopers so bad. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think Starship Troopers is bad, by the way, but a lot of people do. But The anyway. first one? They're wrong. Yeah. Oh, I thought people liked the first one. Mm, it's kind of complicated. Some people <laughs> think it's okay. Some people think it's good. Other people think it's terrible. You get to see Clancy Brown throw a knife into Jake Busey's hand. It's yep. pretty great. <laughs> I mean, what else needs like, to be yeah, said? What, what else can be Michael said Ironside is Michael Iron Fist in it. I know. Like the, This whole thing is setting up to, let's just watch Starship Troopers. We had Clancy Brown we and now we... <laughs> yeah. We've we'll talked about what point. it could potentially go so, against in the future. Anyway, so we're, we, we enjoyed this, kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah, so if Xana watched the VHS as a kid, what cut would it have been? This one. This one, so not the Poochie This is cut. the VHS movie. Um, the Renegade cut came out in 95 on Laserdisc, mm. and the European cut where Poochie happens. <laughs> That's only, the one I want to see. Only was in uh, Europe, like Germany, Italy, Spain. It's just funny because the My Home Planet Needs Me thing actually <laughs> makes sense with this because Zeist. Yeah, yeah. I have to go back to Zeist now. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> well, that one's largely unavailable, but it's it came out sort of limited one time here. It's complicated. <laughs> and some versions of the television cut had that ending for Why some Why is reason. everything with this series always so complicated? <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you want to get even more complicated, <laughs> oh, no. you know how I mentioned a European cut? Well, there's yeah. different European cut for practically every country. Oh, geez. That's there's like fair. a German one. There's an Italian one. There's a French one. There's... UK one and they all have like barely any differences but they still exist (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyway so we gotta get back to the next movie speaking of necromancy oh yes more necromancy (laughs) yeah gotta deal with some more necromancy the million dollar question does necromancy make our next protagonist happy I don't know I have no idea who the guy is (laughs) I think it's quite the opposite (laughs) so So, we will be watching Crow City gotta grab some fight milk Fight Milk. And then watch Crow 2. Fight Milk and Crow Crow 2. We'll be back after we get our Fight Milk, apparently. Yep. (laughs) All right, so I'll talk to you in just a bit. History teaches that the strong survive by becoming stronger. This lesson has not been lost on Labatt. Creators of ice brewing. Now Labatt Maximum Ice. Only Labatt possesses the power of ice brewing. And only ice brewing can create Labatt Maximum Ice. The ultimate balance of smoothness and strength. Who says lightning doesn't strike twice? So now we have the Crow City of Angels in the future of Los Angeles. Sarah from the first movie has become a tattoo artist. A mechanic named Ash and his son see some shady dealings and people kill them. Ash comes back from the dead via necromancy as a spirit of vengeance, where he kills a bunch of people and works his way up to the top. Sarah doesn't do much of anything. Starring Vincent Perez from 
Guardian of the Night and Queen of the Damned. Mia Kirshner from Star Trek Discovery and The Black Dahlia, where she plays Elizabeth Short, actually. Oh. Richard Brooks of The Hidden and a lot of TV, including Firefly. And Iggy Pop, who was originally going to play Fun Boy in the first movie, but was too busy. From Crybaby and Dead Man. And the Adventures of Pete and Pete. And the Adventures of Pete and Pete. <laughs> we found out right before that. No, I remembered. Well, yeah, also, Paul remembered. Uh, also, he's Iggy Pop, so, you know. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, uh, you guys did not know what to expect with this movie. No, not really. After Highlander 2, I was ready for just about anything and you still surprised me. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. Do you guys know about the history of this film? No. Nope. The the Harvey Weinstein classic. Nope. Do you, do you want to hear about all the various cuts that you can judge yeah. afterwards? Yeah. We need to because one of my big notes is Rodney keeps hinting that there's like a four hour cut of this well, movie. We kept, yeah. We'd be watching like, wait, why is this happening suddenly? And you're like, oh, it feels like something's missing, huh? We're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So here's how I will... I have a bunch of stuff here. So the director and writer, that's Tim Pope and David S. Goyer. This is one of, I might even be Goyer's first writing credit, actually. Um, mm. Made a very different version of the movie, which was 160 minutes long. And they only wanted to do this as long as they were assured that they could do something original and not just a remake of the first movie. <laughs> they also talked to James O. Barr to make sure that what they did was okay. And okay. he agreed. After seeing it, Harvey Weinstein paid... Wein, yes, Harvey Weinstein, he paid for reshoots that total a fair portion of the new runtime in order to fix continuity. Okay. Because it wasn't anything like the first movie. So he decided uh -huh. that, uh, oh yeah, well, I don't I'll want this. It's not going to sell. Let's just uh, remake the whole movie, pretty much. Ugh. This new version is 84 minutes long. When it first came to VHS, it had 11 more minutes put back into it, and it was called a Director's Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these minutes are of Ash riding his motorcycle, or standing, or walking. Oh, good. Just the important stuff got put back in. So do you want to hear the original version of the movie? Uh, yes, sure, I do, actually. Like pretty I want to see what we should have gotten. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm going to preface this with I get all of my information on having read the original script like a really long time ago and having owned the comic book version, which was based on that script. And more recently... And this is probably the best way to find out everything you're missing is if you want to just go check out this YouTube video exploring the Crow City of Angels, a video from Good Bad Flicks. Yes, he's probably my favorite movie YouTube guy. So th that check sense. that out. Okay. So that's... I like... Sorry, I was just thinking because you were saying you read the script and you are saying how everybody used to give you crow stuff as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea that someone as a present, here, Rodney, a crow city of angels script. No. <laughs> Back when I was a teenager, I used to read a lot of scripts, especially if like I knew they were extremely different from the 
But I was imagining it as like an uncle or something. Yeah. We know you like that crow thing. Here's a script for Crow City of Angels. No, no, like it wasn't usually relatives that would give me crow stuff. It was friends mm. and like, yeah. I don't so know. Marshall gave you the crow script. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Probably. So the original version of the film had Ash being confused when he woke up and not believing his immortality. So Sarah, Sarah stabs him in the stomach. So we missed that part. He freaks out and runs away, and that's the reason he's holding his stomach. Okay, because, okay. yeah, that was so much... Yeah, there was, like, almost no interaction between them. She's like, hey, you were dead, but you're alive now. And he's like, no, and just runs off. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got the in this scene version. was uh, much longer. I thought he was just freaking out about the wounds he was supposed to have. Yeah, it's... it's, it's she, no, but we missed her that's stamina. It. Okay. Okay, so... Most of the scenes involving the various bad guys were significantly longer. Ash is seen tormenting people a lot more frequently. Um, okay. There were also lots of extra scenes of him talking to Sarah and having moments together, including talking about his son and his history. And I mean lots more. Yeah. Ash and Sarah fall in love and start a relationship. When Sarah is taken by Judah, which you do see in the original version. Okay, instead of her. He tells a story about how he drowned as a child and was dead for minutes. And what he saw was really scary. And now he wants to inflict that sort of pain on others. So to give Judah some sort of motivation? Yep. Well, it definitely explains that line of his towards the end i've seen hell i kind of like it there yeah (laughs) i like what i saw i've already been there and i must confess i like what i saw (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that was just like what (laughs) yeah when you i've seen this movie more than once i could i might believe that with what we had you're left to assume he saw hell when he drank crow blood that was what i assumed just drink some pure unfiltered protein so he also believes that ash is some kind of reaper and wants to defeat him to become death itself okay so he explains his plot okay instead of just being bad guy and then this is pretty much what happens at the end of the film so judah kills the crow and drinks its blood Ash's son comes to him to let him know that now that the crow is dead because it's just dead in the uh, in the other version ash must leave the world of the living or he is doomed to be there forever so he wants to save sarah so he chooses to stay and then ash is still immortal and judah tortures him while he has the similar crow powers because he drank protein um sarah gets sarah gets stabbed by judah and then Judah is killed by a murder of crows that originally <laughs> ate his flesh off, but okay. they just sort of smeared it. <laughs> okay. So maybe they were trying to tone down the, the violence? violence? I guess. I don't know. what happened, yeah, everyone was very Look, we had a lot of nudity moment. in this movie. They're not going to let us get away with nudity and violence. So anyway, yeah. you remember how Sarah had that painting that was like a guy holding a girl? Yeah. Early on in the original version, she explains that she made that based on her, her various visions? nightmares. Okay, nightmares, nightmares yeah, were yeah. things that she talked about 
a lot more frequently. She talked about original it, like, cuts. a little bit in the beginning, right? Once, and then, yeah. okay, once. <laughs> once. <laughs> I had a nightmare, and that's why she went to the river to yeah. meet him as he... Jesus is out of water. Yep, he Jesus is out of water. He has risen. That's true. Hey, that's why notice he becomes crow Jesus. (laughs) Well, he does. He and yeah, he actually like rises up as though he's on a cross, but there's nothing there. Uh, Yeah, there's nothing there, and he and he stands on top of the water for a minute. (laughs) I don't think we should worry about spoilers for just a stupid film, but let's let's just. It's just so weird, though, with Sarah. It's like they replaced all of her dialogue with vacant stares. Yeah, it was just yeah. her staring at things most of the oh, time. Oh, yeah, you want to know the other sad thing? You know how, like, the Trini scene? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, it looks like she's still breathing. She's still alive, and they just cut away. They're actually, it's it's way longer. That scene was like a 10-minute fight scene, supposedly. Okay. And then Ash, like, throws her out of the window. Which we and then she's like. See breathing and she's like all messed up and stuff and he walks over to and just starts staring at her and she's like you should you know begs him to kill her and he just walks away okay because yeah when we were watching (laughs) him like is she supposed to have died from that because either she did a bad job because i can see her breathing yeah but then they just cut away they decided that's it anyway it had the uh, set up to be a cool fight scene and then she's just like he freaks out and she's terrified and runs away all of a sudden like it, it really flips He throws fast. her against a column. So anyway, here, here's the rest of the ending. <laughs> okay. So Sarah dies while Ash holds her like the painting she made, which they do mm-hmm. kind of show in this one. Yeah, but, they showed it. I just wasn't but, sure what it was. But sadly, Sarah tells him that he can't die now because the decision that he made. So Ash is left without her in the world of the living after he says that he loves her. Sarah says she will wait with Ash's son until he can find a way to join them, no matter how long it takes, and then gives him Eric's ring. Then Ash takes her to a church where a priest asks why he came here with a dead body. And <laughs> the, the priest from earlier, actually. Okay. okay. This is and a then, question. Um, Ash says that he has nowhere left to go. And then he briefly explains some of the stuff that happened in the film. And the priest says, well, what are you going to do now? And Ash says, this city is filled with shadows. One more won't make it any darker. And then he drives off solemnly doomed to his new torment. And that was the end of the original movie. Okay. Which is completed and exists. And you cannot watch it. Oh, I was about to ask, Uh, like, can you watch? Okay. I was literally just because about to ask that. Harvey Weinstein said, "Nope, I hated that. Let's just make this movie this way instead." And uh, they've never released the other yeah. version, right. and to make it probably it never will exist. A remake as much as possible, because yeah, it, it did kind of seem like a knockoff of the first Crow for the if, most part. Uh, yeah, if you want to know, I think somebody made a fan edit of it based on like various trailers and extra clips, mm. and then like stills and voiceovers and stuff. Did the best they could. Yeah, and. That's that's about as close as we're ever going to get. Very likely, it's just somewhere within the walls of Miramax stored somewhere. Completed entirely. Yeah. It just doesn't but make nah. any sense. So maybe if the Weinsteins die, a younger generation could decide to release it? Yeah, I guess. Could. I'm not saying will. So, you know, instead of uh, Snyder cuts, maybe we should get the City of Angels cut. The, there we go. The Goyer cut, or whoever the other guy was. Tim Pope. The Pope cut. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a 
it was a very different movie from sounds what like it. sounds like and just from different. us seeing like what happened just now yeah and instead <laughs> of an action movie it was much more of like a solemn film about people talking about loss and death and stuff okay yeah yeah that that would suck <laughs> so there you go so instead we got this movie <laughs> where where ash dies crow crow voiceover just like the first movie and you see gabriel yes yep. gabriel the immortal cat that was my yeah, first thing get... i was like is that gabriel and you're like yes actually you yeah. get three <laughs> excellent shots of gabriel i i liked that yeah i don't cat. know there was a there was a lack of gabriel i feel in this movie. yeah it's nice that you get that really big close-up of his face once though <laughs> yeah that was pretty sweet so, you see this girl? Like, there's a little girl in an alley. I don't know if she's a drug addict or a prostitute or both, but she's like 12. In any yeah. case, she, um... Sarah... How do you... Yeah, Sarah tries to help her, and she's like, no. No. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll buy you a coffee. No. No. I think it's supposed to be okay. similar okay. to Sarah when she was young. Like, another child that's not being cared for left on the streets, but this one's just, like vacant and it's given up she, yeah she wants to she wants to help but you can't help somebody that doesn't want help yeah. yeah and you see judah killing a drug dealer because he made a bad batch of drugs or so wait whatever was it the judah made a bad batch and the drug dealer guy like got rid of it and yeah ju- people made a bad they made a bad batch, batch that basically killed Kills, anyone that yeah. took it so he's, he's like, like okay well have... this is crap so i'm getting rid of it because yeah Drug dealers tend to, like, repeat customers rather mm-hmm. than one-time customers. Mm-hmm. Kill off the, yeah, your user base. And then the- Judah is mad at him. It, it really implies from the dialogue he's more mad he didn't ask. Ask first before rather destroying than, it. Or, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Judah's whole thing is he doesn't really care. He just wants to inflict the pain. True. The pain. The pain. <laughs> His solution probably would have been to kind of mix the bad batch amongst the good ones. Maybe. So it's like a roll of the dice if it will kill people. Do you think like... Dealers like that kind of thing. Like those... showing that their stuff is really it's good. So good it yeah. can kill you. It can kill you. Yeah. Do you think like the Crow villains are a lot like the Metal Gear Solid 3 villains? They kind of sound like it actually yeah. as these So yeah. Well, death. you guys were alluding to Judah's the pain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he talks about that with uh, all of his cronies. Like each of each of us have a vice, and we provide that to people. Yeah. Hey, is that one guy the first guy that dies? I guess would he be the fury because fire? I mean, he Maybe, kills him. He yeah. doesn't use it. But... I don't know. In any case, <laughs> I don't so... know. He was the most scared, so he might be the fear. The fear. Okay. Yeah, he might be the fear. <laughs> Santa has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> So anyway, you got the whole thing where Sarah goes to her place of business where she works as a tattoo, tattoo. artist. Tattoo, yes. Tattoo artist. <laughs> and she gets that weird Day of the Dead sugar box. Yeah. With a it's like a fortune, fortune cookie, cookie, kind of. It's like you open it, it and then you eat the sugar skull, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't and then know there's a, the yeah, there's a fortune that apparently is a dark fortune, guess. Life is just a dream on the way to death, is what it says. Yeah, okay. Then her boss invites her for a drink, but isn't he supposed to be gay? I don't um, know. Or the, is that just like, because it's the 90s. Like, ah, he seems like he might be gay. 
Nah. That I mean, that sense. makes sense to me. Yeah. And it's never brought up, so who knows? In any case, um, Ash wakes up after that, and she, I don't know. Sarah has nightmare visions and starts driving around the normal Los Angeles. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> entirely normal looking Los Angeles. Yeah, it doesn't change much after the shield goes up. Not really. Yeah, yeah. That's the, another the sky thing. is a very slightly different hue. <laughs> yeah, the the sky is like this yellowish orange thing, like all the time. So the shield, the shield yep. is up. Yeah, it's just a different cut where they put a different filter over it. <laughs> well, it's probably just the smog of Los Angeles plus the shield. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, possible, well, that's actually. true. There you go. That. Ed- yeah, smog of Los Angeles and the shield it's so thick equals it cut- like this weird yellow shield. Yeah, yeah, it changes the color because it has to pass through the smog. Yeah, but we definitely know the shield is up due to the color. So anyway, yep. we Ash wakes up. They do the whole thing with Ash talking to Sarah, and she tells him he's immortal. He freaks out and runs away. <laughs> yeah, no knife, knifey bit in this one. Nope. It so was just he- a few seconds. That's why we we're all confused. Like, why? What yeah. the hell just happened? He has a he has a thing where he flashes back to him and his son working on his motorcycle, his motorcycle and stuff. And the, there's gunshots, and the kid's like, "Cool!" And damn, runs that out. damn kid, yeah, yeah, he's runs. painting a blue sun. Yep, blue hole yeah. sun, blue hole sun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you? Tell? Maybe the kid is thinking it's fireworks and wants to go see. I Maybe. don't know. But they're living in L.A. Like, the... Yeah, I'm pretty sure in L.A. you don't assume fireworks yeah, kids, ever. Even Stop running to gun children shots. should know about like gun danger in L.A. If you hear LA. a series of explosions in L.A., it's not fireworks. It's probably a trust buy. One of the things I do appreciate about this film is uh, the original version of The Crow, as in the comic... Eric Draven was a mechanic. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Like, okay. Are you happy so, that this guy was a mechanic yep, in this one? <laughs> that's very cool. I'm like, hey, that's not bad. It's good they eventually got a mechanic in here. <laughs> yeah, and then you uh, you see Thoi Trang. You know, she's Trini. <laughs> Trini, yep, the, the Yellow, Yellow Ranger. Ranger. <sighs> Rest in peace. And we, uh, you know, she's, she's in the background just doing stuff. Oh, you see Judah's sex den. Yep. Yep. Um, face well, paint time. So they don't have a lot of explanation, but he's nope. kind of hanging out with Sarah. They, they're in the garage. They're in the garage that he worked slash lived at, and Sarah shows up and paints him. Yeah, he was pretty muddy before this, but he got cleaned up between some shots. Yeah, it was just weird watching the face paint scene. Like, not really understanding why he's letting her fi- paint his face as well as. Watching it in real time, just yeah, the slowest slowly. paint montage. And then the but fact then, that the face paint changes every single scene he's in. Mm-hmm. But then you got the whoosh clothes thing where he's like putting on his Oh yeah, he puts on his leather gear. jacket. And it's like, <laughs> just like over and over. You have to watch him like arms at the side, like flex his fingers and stuff. Then he gets on gets his, on his motorcycle, motorcycle, which is a very bad idea oh, if you have a yeah. long trench coat like this. Because yeah, it's like the the trench coat is like flapping billowing behind, behind him. him. It's like that's gonna get caught in the chain, and you're gonna end up smeared across the ground. But I guess he's immortal, so what the hell does he care? Yeah, exactly. Although uh, in other trench coat, other scenes mm-hmm. that are not that one, when there's like different stunt drivers and not for effect, 
you see his leather jacket pulled to one side very specifically. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. But <laughs> anyway, so. Oh, yeah. He goes after some kind of weird hobo drug guy. Yeah. yeah fun boy. <laughs> yeah. Fun boy two. Two. Fun boy the return. Hobo Son of fun boy. Guy. So then he has this whole pick a card thing going on. Yeah, that was weird. I guess because they, they showed back in life he liked to do magic tricks. Yeah, he do like magic so tricks. So he would incorporate kid. them sometimes in his killing and terrifying people. I must have yeah, missed that. The one time. Well, no, he did the coin behind the ear one later. Yeah, okay, yeah. So twice. But he actually did a lot more of that and a lot more joker style torturing in the, ori- in okay, the original version like there was a lot more of that yeah because this one it seemed weird because he was almost less intimidating in a lot of ways because he just like chases this guy around this warehouse banging on drums with sticks yeah. and that's his accosting him I think my biggest problem with this movie is that Vincent Perez is actually really cool in the movie but yeah. he's like, it's very clear that they cut a bunch of interesting stuff out. Yeah. Because I, I think he's super interesting in the film. He's definitely different, and that's totally fine. You don't want every single person to be exactly like Eric Draven. True. Or the entire franchise would be awful. <laughs> that's why they started hiring high-quality actors like Edward Furlong later on. There you John go. John Connor. <laughs> John Connor. Well past his prime. <laughs> uh, but I liked the the terrorizing him with the drums thing. Like, yeah. I think it made sense that he he wanted to cause him more pain and more fear before he killed him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like uh, our previous well, that pro guy, did a better job. Well, and this guy didn't put up very much fight. Yeah, he, he was just going to He went like, oh. to like cowering pretty quickly. And yeah, then he made the, him choose a card. <laughs> the scene I like the best when he's terrorizing people will happen later because it's actually very funny. All right. Maybe but, he's probably terrorizing him because he wasn't fighting back, because he was afraid. So, like, okay, this is how I'll torture you then. Mm, fair yeah, enough. I do like his pick a card thing. But and anyway. And he holds him above the drugs, which yep. are apparently explosive, yeah, not flammable. Explodey drugs, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, he threatens to drop a match in there, and he's like, no, it's flammable. But he gets the information on who all he's going to moiter. Yes. And then throws the match into it, and the whole warehouse explodes. <laughs> yeah. And we get that brief scene that is so funny <laughs> uh, with him in the middle of the explosion. Yeah. And then we it's got that uh, CG. white zombie song playing. We got that. We got... Uh, Crow flaming egg bombs. Yeah, that was my favorite part outside because the crows fly yeah. by and then like trees start and trees just yeah, like, like the flying. palm trees are exploding. The crow for was just like, dropping bombs. I know. So the crow powers so were good. expanding. That was my main thing. This movie keeping track of the crow powers. Yep, speaking new one of, for the uh, list. Speaking of soundtracks, we've had a couple couple songs. So here's the entire soundtrack this time. It's uh, you got whole white zombie with Casey and the Sunshine Band. Filter, PJ Harvey, Bush, Tricky, and Grave Diggas, Seven Mary Three, Grace Slick with Linda Perry, Toadies, New York Loose, Corn, Deftones, Iggy Pop, Pets, Frost with Above the Law, 
and Heather Nova with Gray Graeme Revel. I don't know who that is even. I don't know. That must be I was going to say, I've heard of three of those uh, people and or groups. You've never heard of Iggy Pop? No, that would be one. Deftones? Heard of them. Corn. Corn? Yep. Toadies? Nope. Seven Mary Three? Nope. Bush? I might have heard of them. There was Hole, isn't that Courtney Hole? Love? Yeah. Is that Courtney Love? Yeah, it's Courtney I Love's so. band. I think I've heard maybe a song. PJ Harvey? Nope. Gravediggers? Nope. Filter? Nope. Filter, that's the Hey Man, Nice Shot guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know yes. they probably did other songs, yeah. but that's the one. But you definitely heard of White Zombie. Oh, yeah. So there you go. I think it's a pretty good soundtrack. I like Seven Mary. So Three, the Deftones, I love PJ Harvey. Were they well. playing an actual song of theirs? Because I know they come up later, or was it just? Yeah, I was playing an actual song okay. of theirs because they are credited in the thing. It's like Ben. I think this the... was before Around the Fur even came out. Oh wow! So it's like they were brand new. They were not famous. All right, mm, just okay. like people were like, "We like this band. We're going to put them in the movie," and they're like, "Cool. We're not as popular as we will eventually become, and this will help." It might have helped. I don't it know. Might have. I mean, and then later they did an album that had like the Day of the Dead cover as like their album cover, but that was later. So yeah, but they're they're cool. Deftones yeah. is a famous band. <laughs> anyway, so oh god, and then we get one of the stuff. biggest, weirdest continuity things because Iggy Pop shows up, oh, sees man. that there is a crow in like broken glass in front of the warehouse. <laughs> so clearly, stupid. it is the tattoo artist that tattooed the yeah. crow on his chest. But we did discover that blew up the warehouse. That's a, a power. A new crow power is leaving your calling card. It will there magically will be a, arrange the glass for you to look like a crow. Something will yeah. be arranged the glass, in a crow the shape. Flowers, the blood, like whatever. <laughs> Origami crows. Yep. So then <laughs> Iggy later, Pop but... goes to the tattoo parlor and just starts attacking everyone and yeah, yelling about how his tattoo looks like a crow and stuff. To, to <laughs> which like, she she's like, like Sarah I, Eva goes, I tattooed what wait. you gave me to tattoo. Yeah, yeah. like... And... Oh, yeah, like, and he's just like, I'm gonna kill you because reasons. I didn't I like tell you, know. you to tattoo a damn bird. It was your drawing. It was, like, yeah. it was your drawing. And then also, it's just crazy. Like, even if he's like, this girl's responsible for blowing up our drug warehouse. Like, how do you immediately jump to that? It must have been the tattoo artist because she tattooed a crow on me that I asked her There's, to. And therefore, that, she would have put a crow. The broken in glass kind of looked like a crow, but. Really, it's from an overhead shot. From where he was standing, you probably wouldn't be able to tell what the hell that was. Yeah. Did he, like, climb up really high and look Wait down? a minute. That's a crow! This could be know. some sort of pattern. I'm going to climb him on this bridge and look down at it. This movie's insane. Yeah, that that's that feels like he was connecting dots that weren't really well, there. Well, the, the thing that's funny, and we kind of mentioned, it almost seems like there's a later scene out of place because We're, Judah actually says... Get down the to the tattoo shop. The crow's showing up too much and... You got that crow tattoo. Go check out the tattoo shop. So it seems like, yeah, this scene probably should have come later. And he didn't care at that point because he's like, oh, it's just a tattoo, whatever. Yeah, because when, yeah. yeah, when yeah. he shows up, he's like, he's after he attacked attack them over it. That's, so yes. that's edited it's out so of order. Confusing. That feels like it's out of order. I mean, I guess we'll never know about the, the yeah. Pope cut. Yeah, because they'll never release the Pope yeah, cut. Because it does just seem like Iggy Pop shows up, harasses some people, explains to Judah, that's why I did it. And he's like, it's a tattoo, dude. 
Did you ever play City of Angels, the Crow City of Angels, the PS1 game? <laughs> no, I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> I right, knew there so... was such a thing. I did not play. Do you yeah. get to play as the crow and level up and get different crow powers? No. Oh, that would be cool. Unfortunately, it's not what I explained as a video game. But, mm. No. Every, you know, they don't the right video games. Was there... You know there was a Highlander role-playing game what? that was like that. 70% complete and they just canceled it? Huh. It was, was like an open world role playing was like game PC where you play or... as a McCloud. All like, right, everything basically. I think it would have been PS3 era. Oh wow! But, so so my, more recent than I thought. My uh, my idea for the City of Angels game would be like, okay, I would not want to play as the human crow. I'd want to play as the crow, and you have to like fly around and direct him on where to You're go and what to do. Strategy game. Heck yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, go here. And you could like, point out, like, ways he could, like, brutally murder people or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a lot to me like the Pac-Man adventure game. I've never oh, played that. Oh, because you click on stuff and make Pac-Man interact with it. So you have this little... Oh, okay. You have this little crow icon, and you can go on things, and that will make the Ash guy interact <laughs> with different yeah. things. Yeah. So point-and-click adventure, Crow 2, City of Angels. Would have been they better like, than the PS1 game. They, I like, talk, you they like, talk to each other. You, like, direct them to the door. It's locked. So anyway, we got to talk about Tom Jane. <laughs> Tom Jane wearing a wig. And the peeperama. Yep. yep. He's just like driving around, knocks his wig off and puts it back on. All that stuff's funny. So is he trying to like keep a low profile because he's going into like basically a jerk off theater? I don't that, think, I he think he's I trying think to be. He just likes the wig. Yeah. He was not, wearing okay. it in the, in the death flashback. Like he really wants to be a uh, imitation queen band member. Okay. He just he just likes wearing stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, he goes in there and it's uh very much it, what it, Randall describes in Clerks and Nudie Booth. <laughs> yep. I mean that's what it is. Yep, he goes in, puts a single token. A single in. token that buys you sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah. And how much does a token cost? I don't know, yeah. But he... I, I've gotta admit, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are. I feel like it would take you longer than sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah, well I'm like I think, did he have other tokens? He just didn't have them handy. Yeah, he, like, had other tokens that he just left in his pocket. I think his objective was to furiously jerk off to right, the, I, as quickly as possible to get his money's worth. I don't care. That's kind of my thought. He's, He's trying like, to get right. the, go, just go, being go, cheap. Go, go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care who it is. Like, okay, so notoriously, it would take me a severe amount of time. So if I were Tom Jane in this scenario, I'd be like, all right, give me... But what, what, what 150 are the tokens? tokens <laughs> so he should have been like, uh, maybe he was trying to outdo Nick Cage with Gone in 60 Seconds. Like, if Nick Cage can steal a car in 60 seconds, I can jerk off. Can in jerk off in 60 seconds. <laughs> when did that movie come out? Before that. But he was so mad when he ran out of time, yeah, too. No. He's like freaking the f out, and he's just like, oh, uh, yeah, he's just going berserk. He should have at least had. One or two like, tokens dude, like, handy you, just in It's case. like playing an arcade, dude. You like put a couple tokens yeah, by the Yeah, because your is going to run out. You yeah. only get 10 seconds to decide yeah, to continue. Yeah, you're like, oh, crap. This is why I could never go to a nudie booth. It just cost way too much for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> so after freaking out and losing his shit, he decides nudie maybe I closes. should just put another token yeah. in. <laughs> yep. He didn't have it ready. But then there are crows in there, not yep. actual crows. <laughs> there's just crows. <laughs> So he's jerking off to a crow. <laughs> <laughs> that would that actually would have been hilarious if there was a crow on the 
chair and it just like caws at him. And then the crow comes from behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I think I could have familiar. done better on this movie. <laughs> that yeah. would have been really good, actually. <laughs> what the it's hell? A crow, like, a crow. And then the that would have made is... the whole, like, crow calling card sigil thing more intimidating if the guy sees a crow and then suddenly he's being killed by... Yeah, yeah and then he's, like, being garroted from behind or something. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty interesting scene, though, because, you know, the girl talks to him and all that, like you would expect. And then when it comes back up again, it's just... Ash sitting yeah, on the... That's what I meant by like, <laughs> yeah, crow. Do Don't you want, want me, baby? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, like, jumps through and just starts attacking Tom Jane. And he, like, really messes him up when you see him later. It's pretty funny. He does. Well, I, I do like this because he... The guy running the, the peep show, like, has a shotgun and shoots him. And he starts saying that weird poem that the crow you were poem. trying to... Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't... Like, it's one the crow original for... comic something yeah. two crows for this yeah this, i can't really understand what he's saying very well but in any case in my head i just turned it into the beetlejuice song the six crow seven crow eight crow murder <laughs> daylight come man me want some crows i don't know yeah, i don't yeah. know the actual song very well i just know what's at the end of beetlejuice yeah but yeah he uh is Lydia knocks him around no oh, she kind of looks like it okay <laughs> Knocks him around, apparently goes all uh, the mountain and kills him by jamming his thumbs oh, into his eyes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. I just find this scene very entertaining with the whole Tom Jane thing. Like, yeah. Well, because there was the... Much the best. The, the, was it the stripper that said it? Because he was trying to Nick Cage in 60 seconds. And then she's like, oh, you do that? You're going to go blind. And then you know, blind. a few minutes later... He does go blind, but yeah. <laughs> well, I was just trying to—I don't know. It was sixty seconds, so I thought the Nick yeah. Cage comparison. I'm was sorry, appropriate. I just can't handle Nick Cage being a euphemism for, for beating off in under a minute. If that's your goal, only if it's in under a minute. Yeah, because if you take longer than a minute, it's no longer yeah. the Nick Cage. <laughs> the Nick Cage challenge beat off, yeah. in, under a beat off in under sixty seconds. <laughs> Well, maybe the tokens were like 10 Beat bucks off each, exactly you know? Exactly 60 seconds. Maybe this yeah. place has a prize if you can. <laughs> I think it's just trying to save money, like Josh think, said. Yeah, That's it's all just it some is. cheap bastard, like, okay, I can do this in one token. Yeah. I'm going to buy four just to be safe, but. <sighs> I'm really missing out on life. So, anyway, <laughs> um, Paper Crow. Got yeah, the, the Origami Crow. crow. Yeah, which is real so, weird. Iggy so, we've determined the crow's the Origami, origami Killer crow. from. Uh, Heavy rain. From heavy rain, yeah. He does leave birds. He does. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Right, then. Anyway, so. Oh, that would be a cool crow. Like, he actually is the origami killer for, like, criminals. Like, okay, cut off your hand to survive this challenge. Uh, the crow pretty much exclusively kills saw. criminals, yeah. so. That's essentially what it's. I mean, go through much. this electric field. <laughs> the original yep. ending, you said he was doomed to be immortal, so maybe he would go around doing stuff like that, just killing criminals. <laughs> Maybe. Always leaving the crow calling card because that's one of his powers. So anyway, he's walking around and he sees that dog in a mask. Yes, oh, yeah. dog in the that was in the great. Day of the Dead mask. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. This maybe the now, best character. Now we in the know movie. what uh, Betty's going for is Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
It's very cool. You can't get her to wear anything on her head. Uh, no. Mm. We need to figure um, a way to fashion it around her neck. You guys can just get her a skull necklace. She'll, we tried to dress her as it. Black Phillip from the Vavitch many times. Oh. Mm. She figures out a way to get Black it off Betty? in seconds. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, let's do this faster. So he talks to a priest. <laughs> um, explains what Day of the Dead is, which if people... If spirits linger on Earth longer... Then they should, then they eventually lose themselves. Yep. Which would have made a lot more sense uh, if they had stuck, stuck with the if original ending. If they had stuck ending. with the original ending, yeah. So anyway, he meets that weird girl, little girl from before, and he uh, does some he Highlander. In- yeah, he incinerates <laughs> her drugs and then tells her, okay, blow the ashes, it's like a birthday cake. Yeah. And she does. She's and then like, he leaves. She's like, how did you do that? It's kind of magic. It's kind of magic. magic. He doesn't say that, but something close. Yeah. Yeah, I think he just says it's a magic trick. Yep. Would have been much. But yeah, we were expecting it's a kind of magic. magic. (laughs) And then he just leaves, and we never see this girl again. Yep. Maybe she was like the new Rachel. (laughs) I guess. Anyway, Uh, he shows up, tells Sarah he doesn't want to go back because he's met her twice now. So clearly, he loves her forever. Which, again, if they would have kept the original where you actually would have seen them interact, interact. more than twice. Yeah. Yep. With the first one being her saying, you're immortal, and him freaking out and running off into the night. And so then the you, second time, she paints him. So you know that mm-hmm. character, Sybil the Seer, which we have not mentioned so far? Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't really do anything. But she's she's there. She explains to Judah, kill the crow, kill the man, basically. Yep. <laughs> yep. And... Uh, that's about it. <laughs> that, that's pretty much her purpose, is to say that. And apparently they eventually make a very precise crow trap. Yeah, so they kept that continuity from the first movie, is you defeat the crow, you defeat the man. Yep. And then uh, Sarah's hanging out with <laughs> Ash again, and she explains that she's not married, but it's a ring from some friends that died a while ago, which would have made more sense if they would have left it, if it would have been the original film. Mm-hmm. Mm. So... I'm just so, curious. The Crow PS1 game did it have the tagline of like, "If the crow dies in the game, you die in real life." <laughs> okay. No. All right. Sadly. Uh, quick question: Was there a the Crow game not City of Angels, or did they go straight for City of Angels? Yeah, they didn't have a Crow game on like Super Nintendo. If that's what you're asking, I guess that was the console that was <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah. No, no Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo brand. I was imagining that. Um, which Batman was it? Batman thing. Forever or Returns, where <laughs> yeah. it's like the weird, uh, like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah the Mortal Kombat style. It's Batman Forever. Batman Forever, but if it was just the same game, but they replaced Batman with the Crow. Yeah, <laughs> there's so literally the, no difference. The Batman Returns one, at least on Super Nintendo, is a Konami beat 'em up. Oh, okay, not that one. Yeah. Then. The, yeah. the one, the weird, like to use your grappling hook you have to hit like up and select weird control yeah god i, remember I just that. think it's odd when they choose to make a game of a sequel, sequel but not, not the, the first original. one yeah yeah well they thought city of angels was going to be a thing just like how they thought uh you know I, the spawn movie was going to be a thing I guess. yeah mm. anyway so, so now we jump back to Judah saying, hey, maybe it is that two tattoo artist doing the murders on our people. This is where you yelled at Iggy Pop. Go then. kidnap her yep. now. And they do. So they, they try I to guess. go they try to go to the tattoo parlor where they meet the tattoo guy and then Trini stabs his eye. With the needle. Yep. yep. And then That's the last we see of him. <laughs> um and then Ash and 
Sarah decide not to be in love because there's no love for crows. Nope. And then uh, <laughs> there's a montage of Ash walking around being sad, and then the Crow original movie soundtrack happens, and then he fights Trini. <laughs> he goes. Yeah. He goes back and. She's been kidnapped. Trini's there, so they have their fight scene. But she did not have her morphin' time belt buckle, so... Yep. Yep, and the fight lasts like a minute and a half. Yeah. And he's I... like bashing his head into like What the hell like, happened there? Because she like attacks him with the staff and he like breaks it in half. So she uses it as a scream of sticks and he knocks it away. She attacks him with a knife. He dodges. Then he freaks out and smashes his head against the wall, breaks a stone slab table with his face. Yep, not enough of Screama sticks. It's a, it's I a agree. Filipino martial arts weapon. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. But it Nightwing was... uses them. Oh, I know. Cool. It was setting up to be a really interesting fight, and then all of a sudden, like yeah, he... sh- she loses all confidence and is trying to run away, and then thrown out a window. Do you think Yvette Izan knows how to use the Screama sticks? Maybe. I could see her knowing how to use them. Um, wait a minute. So, I'm just curious. The original version you said is a lot longer. Yeah, so basically... Uh, well, because this kind of felt like it was supposed to be almost the, the big trains, fight scene yeah. from the previous one where Brandon Lee's like doing the shootout with everyone. Yeah, it felt like really that's what that. it was supposed no, to be. They're just and little, then they cut all of it out. Short yeah. skirmishes in this one. I mean, so, there's uh, parts with guns, but, like the one part coming up, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Thoi Trang originally, she came up to the director, hey, we should make this scene a lot longer because I actually know martial arts yeah. and yeah. it'd be cool and it might actually help my career in some way. And then she, he's like, yeah, okay. So they made a really long scene of her fighting the crow, and it was supposed to be a big deal, and it supposedly it looks really cool, and then they basically cut it down to what you just saw. Yeah, because I was like, maybe he used a crow fear power to scare her, because it doesn't yeah. make sense. I think it was mostly she was fighting someone, and then he starts smashing his head into things randomly. So that is it's a like, crow fear power. Yeah, she like, was supposed to, because you, okay. you, you see him get cut and stuff a few times. Yeah. She is supposed to deal lots of damage to him. And then does and then it just keep Wolverining and freaking out? Yeah, because he because yeah, she's probably like cutting him. Okay, a whole bunch of just, just like nothing. It all happens so fast, and like, what the hell just happened? Wait, is she dead now? She's still breathing. Oh no, cut away. Well, yeah, because he like grabs never to her, be seen again. Throws her across the room into a pillar, which I think was supposed to imply like he either broke her back or something because she can't get up again. Yeah. Takes a baby doll head, tells it, you know, hush, baby, oh, don't cry. Oh, because yeah, when she's the one that did that with her, with the son. What did she yeah. say? She said something really weird. <laughs> yeah, she said, uh, mama's gonna give you eternal life. Yeah, and then when he kills her, he's like, daddy's, wait, what the hell did I write? Daddy's <laughs> gonna buy you a big black bird? Yeah. Does that sound right? Okay. Makes Thro- no sense. Throws her out a window. She hits her head on a car. I mean, it's just crow stuff. Falls down. Her blood forms the crow. Sigil powers. Yep. yep. And then we should have got that, like, ice cold uh, yep. end of her like, where she's me like, and kill like, nope. me. No. I mean, she she did, act in a way, actually give Ash eternal life in that yeah. one ending. Yeah, but I think she was trying to say it to his kid to, like... I don't yeah, know, call him before she blasts him. Before she shoots him, yeah. yeah. So in any case, um, she's she's dead, I guess, now. So we're at the fetish mm-hmm. club where Iggy Pop is just uh, 
doing lines of coke and hanging out with people in BDSM. I had a hard day with all this crow stuff. Time to relax at the BDSM dungeon. Yeah, it was pretty much what it was. Time to do some coke in the BDSM dungeon. Oh, man. It'd be funny to good way to this dungeon. Like, the empty hallway of people in trash bags or whatever was going on there. Yeah, there's the, like, lighted tubes that people yeah, are in trash but bags there's nobody and like, there yeah there's they're... no one there but they're like making silhouettes like in... i don't know i don't know i don't know but so yeah, anyway, then we get a bunch uh, of people in leather shootout happens when he yeah. appears and... was a shootout Although, it'd be great i'd like yeah. to cut this with scenes because they were almost around the same time of him as the dad and pete and pete and like cutting away <laughs> like well i gotta go do something then it cuts to this scene <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be great uh, uh, good stuff. So, so Iggy Pop sees the crow in a mirror. He yep. says it's not personal because that's what he said to mm-hmm. him. Then they they uh, get a flashback where they share a passionate kiss before he's killed. Yeah. So we got the motorcycle. Yeah, that's scene. like his thing. His calling card is to kiss someone before he kills them. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Because yeah. he death. also kissed the tattoo artist, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, they have a motorcycle chase. Motorcycle chase, oh, chase yeah. scene. <laughs> and uh, then they end up at the ditch, basically. Yep. And, and yeah, the crow walks out and he's got the shotgun on his back and Iggy Pop just like, you think I'm afraid of you? Yeah. It's And then stupid. he decides he's going to run him down now with the motorcycle and oh my gosh, this... <laughs> the CG effect. Yeah, he blows up the motorcycle's gas tank, which makes Iggy Pop fly backwards. Yeah, he flies backwards off of it. And if anytime they do an explosion with CG, it's great because you get like a three frame image of like the person in it. And then they're like, okay, that's it. We can't have any more. <laughs> it's hilarious. We'll just say that. And then he uh, goes up to him and explains uh, giving money to... You put money in people's mouths. Yeah, it's to... for the, the ferryman for the river sticks. Yep. Uh, just and before then... this, uh, Ash emerges out of the fire and it reminded me of, well, the Highlander. Oh, yeah. yeah. He does walk out of the fire, yeah. So I just wanted to, to ask, who emerged from the fire better? Christopher Lambert. Christopher yeah, Lambert. Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Maybe it's because we all like him more than Vincent. Well, Perez. he comes out with know. like a sword too, right? Which is yeah, cooler than just, just being a crow. Being there. Just being a <laughs> being crow. in leather. <laughs> I mean, no, actually, it would have been a lot cooler if he transformed into a giant crow. That would be sweet. Actually, in nineteen ninety five six, that might not have been so sweet. Well, yeah, that <laughs> oh, would have been fair. funny though. It would have been funny. You're right about that. Do you remember the effects of like the Spawn movie, for uh, example? It's been so long since got. I've seen it. So no, they, they were neat for the time. They have aged I don't, roughly. I don't even think they were neat for the time. Well, what <laughs> if they, they, they were neat just because they're like, oh, they're actually terrible CGI? They just did something more like Team America, where he comes out as a giant crow, but it's just a real crow on like a little set. So yes. there's a real bird, yeah. and there's like there you go. this crappy Iggy Pop like um, puppet. It's like, oh no, don't kill me! And then they just put stuff on it, so the crow's pecking away at him. <laughs> so anyway, he puts a penny's penny in his mouth, and then uh, was it a quarter? So it was a bigger some, coin. Yeah, it was a bigger yeah, coin. something. Oh, maybe it was, it was a, a token. Booth token. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nudie booth token. Nudie Here, booth give token. this, give this to Karen. He hasn't gotten any of these. He'll appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. Karen's like, all right, I know what I'm doing this weekend. And luckily, we don't have a song about pennies where people just say nope. pennies. No pennies for puppies charity or whatever nope. that was. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is Beer's Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like <laughs> the only injury Iggy Pop suffers is he has like a... He gets impaled a, by... Yeah, like a piece of shrapnel in his yeah. gut, but it very clearly did not like go all the way through him or anything. But the girl like drags him to the water and just like throws him in and be like, okay, have fun. And he's very clearly alive as he's floating down. Well, on the day of the dead, hobos come to throw flowers in the shape of a crow. <laughs> yeah, they throw the flowers. That's that. Has but to yeah, be. the whole time you see him and he's just like, <sighs> like he's he's impaled, and- choking on a coin, and drowning now. I know, but and all getting of, his none of these... filled with dirty L.A. water. That's true. Yeah. He did. He was exposed to L.A. water, so yeah, that probably did kill Los him. Los Angeles water. <laughs> I'm so, actually surprised you didn't see it like start to decay, like open. Does a bunch of necrotic damage. Yeah. So anyway, we got to get to the Deftones <laughs> stuff. So there's a bunch of Deftones going on at Day of the Dead, Dead Festival. Festival. Yeah, pretty cool. Like yep. it's interesting. I mean, it's better than the rest of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, apparently, but, Ash decides he needs to climb the building to save uh, Sarah because the front door is locked. They like, and we were watching. Like, wait, when did they capture her? Yeah, like when did that happen? Oh yeah, because she yeah, was just there happen? one time. That's right. When did it happen? I don't know. I don't know. Jeez. Was... One of the times while she was vacantly staring. Yeah, yeah, that's she the thing. Really she was vacantly, she was vacantly staring. They just like pick movie. her up and like walk she her to the hideout. She, like, wakes up later. What happened? <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, that um, means her boss died for nothing, because they got her anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, we've got the cage on the crow. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. She... That's so ridiculous, because the, they show that crow vision is, like, we were talking about before, it's an actual, actual power, because the crow comes and spies, and he actually Whoever he is can the see crow it. can see through like, its okay, eyes. Okay, so she's up there. My so crow vision tells me so. That <laughs> druid power you can see through the eyes of As if of you're beast. familiar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is what it is. But the familiar acts on its own, kind of, I guess, because yeah. the crow then comes down and the girl's like, no, it's... No, a- go away! Yeah. Don't burn! It's a trap! And it lands <laughs> and this cage, the exact size yeah. of the crow, lands directly on the crow. Yeah. So that no. is the second There's time, apparently, the nothing on the ground. Is- There's no, like, X, X or spot, bait or anything. Just drops this crow-sized cage. If they brought down one of those, uh, you know, human dancing cages that yeah. they have in their sex dungeon, that would make yeah. more sense, because... Yeah. Yeah, like drop as a long as they just on put it. another row of, uh, yeah. you know, bars across it that the crow can't get through. Yeah. Like a bit of chicken wire. It's yeah, like, chicken wire. That would have stopped the... That's how you defeat the crow is chicken, chicken wire. wire. Chicken <laughs> wire. That's how that would have worked. The crow's only wire. weakness. <laughs> so anyway, the crow is now kidnapped. Yeah, they... <laughs> And they put it on the sacrificial altar that they altar. have. Yeah, yeah. The, the seer uses the blind seer woman. That yep. They really you need said a she had her altar. Yeah. Well, she earlier at the name? beginning, it was like yeah, a Sybil. seer thing. Okay. It had like, um, yeah, because she's like someone is coming to kill you. So she stole the and mirror it, yeah, of Galadriel. Like a, yeah, it was like the mirror of Galadriel. It. Yeah, they should get a bigger sacrificial altar because you cannot put lions on that. That nope. is true. For killing Aslan? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how you get real power. Well, if they're going to kill a bunch of animals. They're working their way up. They started yeah. off with the crow. They'll work their way up to the lion. You don't yeah. want to jump right to killing Jesus, Jesus? lion yeah. power. Yeah. You got to start slow with 
uh, crow powers first. It's true. I mean, killing a lion isn't all that helpful because they just like resurrect. Yep. That is true. Liam Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> lion Neeson. Did he really play uh, Aslan I... in the... Now the I don't know. One, I yeah, think he so. Did. Oh, he, he, does. he does? Yeah, okay. Because now I was like, uh-oh, did I say the wrong person and this is nope. irrelevant? Okay. Liam, I'm, so I'm Liam more, Neeson I'm is more Jesus. familiar with the cartoon. Yeah, Turkish Delight, the movie. <laughs> Anyway, so 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 we've established that Liam Neeson is Jesus and Morgan Freeman is God. Yeah, there we go. That's what we've learned from movies. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jesus just running around screaming, "Take the fucking elephant!" <laughs> like from a uh, that dark man, dark man. Right? Yeah, when he's going insane. Yeah. Now would it be human <laughs> Liam Neeson or Lion Aslan doing that? Human, know. human, but he ha- he somehow attained the severed head of a lion that he is wearing on his. Oh, head. I was just imagining it was Liam Neeson just with a mane, <laughs> <laughs> not a lion costume. Liam Neeson just has a mane. Just going around thrusting toy elephants in people's faces. Oh, so. We're way off topic, so <laughs> Judah drinks uh, fight milk. Oh, yeah, he oh, yeah, sacrifices they, the crow. So when he's doing it, this is a, a crow weakness. He stabs the crow, and like suddenly the ash guy, his hand, oh, no. So it's like crow stigmata. stigmata. Yeah, crow stigmata. Yep. The crow gets hurt, he gets hurt. Yep, because, you know, superheroes and Jesus. Yep. Yeah, but he does kill the crow and drains it of all of its... That pure, yeah. unfiltered protein. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While Ash falls off, like, the top of the building into flowers. Yeah. Where his son tells him that if he fails his mission, they can't be together again. Right? Yes. So okay. That is apparently I, we had to rewind to do that. Yeah. It was you a lot fail harder your than you would now we won't be together. It's you like, fail your crow mission, automatic trip to hell. Yeah. Fail the crow mission, you go to hell. That doesn't make any sense. Was that the tagline for the video game? <laughs> Fail the mission, Fail go, the to mission go to hell. <laughs> Maybe that's where more crow powers come from. Just harnesses the souls of the failed. That that could be. Ah, oh, man. Something else. <laughs> so. So, yeah, he lands there. He stands up. Apparently, Judah drank his protein and then just jumped out the window. Probably. To the bottom. If he had all the powers of a crow, he could do that. That is true. He does have all the powers <laughs> of a crow now. crow powers. So he, uh. He's, Judah comes for Ash, and then they have a little fight, and and yeah, now Judah's immortal and strong. I beating up Ash, guess. who's slightly does, less immortal. Does I don't the crow know. get super strength at all? Or is yeah, it, okay, because you never see him do anything like super strengthy, like yeah, like tough maybe but not like he's not like picking not up like, like bending cars steel, and like, like throwing them at people yeah. well the only real time you get any of that is when ash like breaks a metal table with his forehead so that's yeah. true but that might be more of a uh, just because he can heal. like i'm gonna heal from this and it'll mess with so it this doesn't woman. matter if i did it so badly that it would kill me normally but <laughs> she'll completely destroy my face if i wasn't immortal but anyway there's that scene where ash goes Go to hell. And he says, already been there. And I must confess, I like what I saw. Which made fuck all sense if you have not seen that original (laughs) part. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, what? Like, does he have a hell portal from Doom somewhere? Yeah, the only thing is like... I guess their explanation, like, oh, he has, like, a magician up there. That'll explain it. Uh, he's got it. a magician. Yeah, he's got the corrupted Mirror of Galadriel, and mm-hmm. he just drank the crow blood. He saw hell. That could be. 
I don't know. This yeah. guy seems like the type with you got the seer, you got the corrupted mirror of Galadriel, just like show me what hell's like. Whoa, oh. that's messed up. It's just the scouring cool. of the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so. like a hell version of the sh- yeah. So anyway, that whole thing happens, and uh, the theater in the back. There's a movie theater in the background. It's showing the 1960 film Peeping Tom. Okay, uh, I, I didn't pay attention to that. It's a British psychological thriller. Anyway, so how could I miss Sarah that? Sarah shows yeah. up and stabs <laughs> Judah yep. in the eye. Stabs Doesn't Judah do in the eye. He gets mad. Stabs her back. Oh yeah, because the seer let her go. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, that so she gets stabbed. The whole thing. So she gets stabbed, and uh, Ash is mad and like pushes so she, him against the. She gets stabbed in the stomach, right? Yeah. So yep. like, if they had had the earlier thing where she stabs him in the stomach, you know, that might make yeah. more sense. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Ash, we didn't get that. No. Pushes Judah into scaffolding that impales him, and he's just he's oh, laughing about it. Yep. You can't hurt me, but yeah. I can hurt you. He's really enjoying the immortality yeah. thing. Yeah. He seems like the kind of person you would not want to have immortality. And then, uh, and then Ash like says, "Pain is my power." For some reason. Oh yep. my <laughs> gosh! And then what we get Summons next? A murder of crows. Yep. Oh god, this scene. Because doesn't he scream like, take me! Yep, take me! And then he, he becomes incorporeal arms. as he poses like Jesus and crows Crows fly, fly through him, him into Judah. They go into Judah and then to start to smear him via a digital effect. Yeah. <laughs> Until he eventually is smeared yep. out of... Smudged out of existence, that's what happened. <laughs> that's that's it for Yeah, we're Judah. like, we're all watching like, what the hell just happened? It was like a crow... Like, he got his limit break, and it's like, Oblivion, yeah. Crow Soulstorm, <laughs> something, like... Uh, oh, my, my name for this attack was uh, Crow Murder Storm? Yeah, I mean, it's Murder <laughs> Crows, there you go. So there, that's a thing, and then uh, Ash goes to... He takes Sarah to the... Hold Sarah where oh yeah to reenact dead, the painting. to reenact the painting, and then takes her to the priest's place, which... He doesn't say anything to the priest, Nope, the priest so. isn't there for this scene. <laughs> That would uh, be real confusing because he just sort of drops her off. Like, here's a girl, and then, like just throws her on like the the altar, day of the yeah. dead altar. Like, okay, th- someone's gonna think this Why is a hate crime. Body? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he just crosses over. I guess you see, you see him in a bad CG yeah. motorcycle over the streets of L.A. While we get the voiceover from the beginning again, yep. and then he meets his son at the sewer of sticks. Yep. Yep. The, the sewage canal of sticks. The yeah. end of the movie. The end. So a lot of... There are people who like this movie. Really? There are. Yeah. <laughs> there are parts I like. There are parts, there, there that, are are parts cool. that are cool. Yes, I will say that. There are parts that are cool. Cool slash funny, too, though, because that, that last crow attack. The oh my crow gosh. Everyone was amazing. just like, what is happening? Why? Uh, I knew it was coming, so when everyone was freaking out, oh, I was me, laughing. All, so three, right. all three of us were <laughs> confused and, in, at least for me, like a bit enraged. And Rodney, I think, was laughing at our reactions yeah. to this crow attack. I, I knew the whole movie that was going to happen. I've seen this movie this is, a number of times. This is how the movie ends. I want to see how these guys react. 
I have to say, like, the whole movie's worth it for Rodney's reaction to us because it's not often we get, like, Rodney <laughs> laughing to tears. It's oh, so yeah. bad. It's so funny to watch people just be so confused. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh. Oh, that was terrible. So, uh, um, uh, d- did you like this movie, Josh? Uh, I will go with Paul. There are parts of it that were neat. There's a lot of parts that mostly just left me going, what? What is this? Why? <laughs> yep. I gotta admit, I don't think I liked the characters as much in this. Like, Ash was alright. I mean, yeah, father loses his kid. I can get behind that. Maybe if they hadn't cut out all the yeah, scenes of character Sarah development. Sarah was a soulless automaton in this yeah, for the most yeah. part. I actually, like, I feel more for Ash than I do Eric. Somehow, I do too, actually. To be honest. Well, but yeah, they... it was. Yeah, it was just one of those, like, oh. I, yeah, like, Sarah just threw me off because most of her scenes were just like, let's do a close up of her vacantly and wide eyed staring at things. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes she had her head tilted when she well, did it. Well, she's the low budget Feruza Balk. Oh, the craft mm. girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know who that the is. The craft girl. The worst <laughs> witch. Yeah, she was in the craft. Dorothy from Return to Oz. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. Really? No. What? She's. I didn't know she okay. played Dorothy in any. You you haven't seen Return to Oz? No, but I've seen The Craft. <gasps> have you seen Return? <laughs> you've seen Return to it's Oz? It's been a while, but Return I remember no. seeing it mostly because I watched oh it as a kid. And was my. like, <laughs> that's amazing. Part of me was very confused by what the wheelers I, were. Oh like, man! Well, if you can think of something Dorothy. to put it up against, Zan and I won't know what the hell we're watching. I, I mean, got. I, I got something to do with Oz. I got something. Okay. Jan Svenkmeyer's Alice from 1988. Is that I from Alice in Wonderland? Is. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I mean, whatever. It's, uh, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it can be interesting to see movies you've never seen before, especially when they have crazy crap in it you're not expecting. So. Oh, trust me, it does. Okay. <laughs> so it couldn't make that's, for a good one then. That's why I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> All right. Plus it's got Feruza Balk in it. <laughs> anyway, uh. so... Yeah, I I can't say I was the biggest fan of this one, per se. You don't like uh, the Hot Topic sequel? I mean, this one I definitely felt was more funded by Hot Topic, for sure, which I I will give them that. There was a lot more uh, spikes and leather. <laughs> did Lots Hot Topic of ever, too. Did yep. they ever have, like, a back Lots room, like, a beaded off section in Hot Topic of the, just the BDSM dungeon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. No, they always they at least had something leather. No, I am, the password. I was tragically very aware of every facet of Hot Topic. <laughs> Trust me. Mm. So, so uh, yeah. No, the answer is no. <laughs> I even pre-ordered albums there a number of times. No, that's fair. You that could was a order. thing you could do. Yep, I do remember that. You could pre-order... Did you pre-order the Crow 2 soundtrack? Static Paranoia by Orgy, oh, yeah. for example. <laughs> anyway, so, Xana, did you like this movie? Um, I liked parts of it, but <laughs> the ratio of funny and things happening or crazy things happening to being underwhelmed mm. forces me to say no. Uh, did you like Gabriel? I loved Gabriel. Did For you the like the dog seconds with the mask on. on its face? Yes. Yeah, I think uh, Day of the Dead Dog and Gabriel definitely won the, yeah, the best actor award. Yeah, definitely some good points. 
Might be the best two parts in both movies, actually. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I... I'm not saying that I hated the movie or anything. Like, it... it it was a movie to watch, but <laughs> I was pretty underwhelmed by it. And then there's crazy stuff that I don't know what's going on. And so those crazy moments, especially the crow smear that's happening, whatever that yeah. was, like makes it worth watching. Like, I don't regret watching the movie. It's an interesting film. But yes. I don't understand anyone that said they love the movie. I've heard... A number of people say this is the best Crow sequel. I've heard a number of people say it's better than the original. I've heard mm. people say that um, it's okay. I, I can see <laughs> why there's a few people I know that might have watched this one, especially like when it was a new movie and been like, this is the best movie ever. Yep. All the Hot Topic kids. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of nudity in this film. Yeah. That is oh, true. Actually, There's a yeah. lot more nudity in this there one is. than the previous uh, one. And it would have been teenage years. Probably teenagers. With a drag that... queen. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know. <laughs> They're like grinding on him before yeah. he selfless. We didn't mention he like, they blast him like crazy with guns, but he actually is a human shield for the person behind him that's tied up. That yeah, can't for the, yeah, that part's awesome, actually. But they yeah, actually, he saved that person. Like, it showed did. the person like They were moving around after it's like, wow. Oh, what happened? Because there's just some guy in like, You're like in a green leather strapped to the wall who's being he, shot at basically and he the made crow a point takes all to hold himself up you know and block the and person block ev the person's entire body so yeah. no bullets made it through so crows also have adamantium bones that stop <laughs> or what happens because he would get bullets in him do they like pop out like i don't know Let's just let's just say. I think when, that's what happened with Wolverine, right? He heals and yeah. bullet pops out. So, yep. well, the if they don't the if they don't deject that way, let's just say bathroom time is kind of a horror show for Maybe. the crow. <laughs> so, you didn't love the movie. It was a movie to watch. Yeah, I mean, it had interesting points and crazy stuff happen. I wouldn't be against watching it again. Uh, I'd be fine with that, but I. I don't know. Maybe I'm pretty sure I just have bad tasted movies. I don't know. I'd, if people liked it, I didn't. Well, there are a lot of people that also hate it. Mm, I, mean, I it, don't hate it though. It, it's. Uh, I'm kind of indifferent to it. I was. I was underwhelmed. What, until what's the this end. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Rodney? Like I have 99, no idea. 97. I doubt it's. I doubt it's anywhere near that. I'm. I'm let's guessing do, let's about. Let's do a. Let's do a guess. I'm gonna go 35. Is gonna be mine. 35. 45. There we go. I'm topping a whole 10. <laughs> this yeah. is what you think people would rate Z it, Xana. Xana, are, are you going to go with the Or you can lowball it. You can go like 14, something really I'm low. I'm going to go 39%. So, what do we have? 35? Did I say 45? Yeah, yeah. 45. I said 35. So I went on the really high end. Well, maybe the high end. <laughs> I don't know. Rotten Tomatoes is out of 100? Yep. Yeah. I think so. But I think it's just whether people a, thought it was okay yeah, or not. Yeah, it's a percentage overall, so. 28. Okay, let's find out. Who, who's closest without going over? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, we were like all way off. Oh, God. Is we were even lower? significantly off. Oh. My, my guess that I gave Xan was 14. Was that closer? What is it? 11%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you should have gone with my lowball answer. I should have gone one percent. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> One dollar. See, okay, so very so clearly... So not as many people love it as you were leading me to believe, Rodney. But I've heard a lot of people, I think maybe they're all Crow fans, I don't know. That I've, could I've be. I've heard people say they like this movie a lot. Hmm. So, Paul, what did you think of this movie? Um, well, the the version that no one will ever see sounded more interesting. <laughs> that version sounds cool. I want to yeah, see that Yeah, I want to see that version. See, the thing is, I just kind of didn't take it seriously, which is probably good. Yeah. And said, once that crow bombs happened <laughs> i was like okay i'm just gonna keep track of mystical crow powers and in that yeah. way i wasn't let down like oh yeah the crow has the, so many powers the crow calling movie. card thing that's so ridiculous like the, yeah. especially the flowers in the river that the people are not intentionally doing yeah. it but his crow powers make it form into a crow yeah it's so weird oh uh, yeah I got like eight different crow powers on my list. I think I think the thing with this movie is you have to go in accepting that it's definitely not going to be as good as the first movie. Well, it's like like so I said, like, I didn't take it seriously. Well, like, I, I kind of do that with any sequel usually. Yeah. It's a safe bet. Just watching it, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, they're not bothering to explain anything. And you were hinting that stuff was cut out. So yeah. at that point, I kind of gave up. And, and then seeing that it was like pretty much like a you know remake of the first one in that... You know, same thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to one by one pick off the gangsters that killed me and my... But instead of girlfriend, yeah. it was son. So, yeah. God, the 40 minutes they cut out of this thing? Jeez. More than that, wasn't it? Yeah, not only was it 40 minutes... But you said they, like, replaced a bunch of stuff with... Yeah, reasons, yeah right? so they replaced cut 40 minutes and then replaced a bunch of what was there with new stuff. Oh, God. It's a very <laughs> different film than what they originally... Yeah. Made. Well, we finally got to see Ugh. the nudie booths Randall was talking about. <laughs> yep. Um, crow powers. No, there's definitely funny and fun stuff, but yeah, I don't know. It's... I'm pretty sure that the people that love the movie there are the ones that love the bondage scenes. Yeah, just... <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. Go oh, rewind man, the VHS over and over. Slow motion. Slow okay, motion here bondage. we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the, the people that love it. Don't really or maybe the people that, that try to do fetish. the Nick Cage show. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah, Nick Cage maybe, challenge. Maybe that's it. They had to like. <laughs> okay, rewind to this point. I'm gonna see if I can beat him to it. Oh. <laughs> I hate you so much for making that a thing now. The Nick Cage, <laughs> Nick Cage challenge. <laughs> I don't think even Nick Cage can do that. As powerful as he is, <laughs> you don't think he can do both that and steal a car at the same time? No, he would need Angelina Jolie to. Yeah, help she would him. help him yeah. exactly. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but it, but in that case, I really, remember that I did much remember, about yeah. the movie, Paul. I saw it at the drive-in once long ago, but yeah, I remember. I, I remember the car he wants to steal. Yeah. Man, if there's a movie <laughs> to watch in the drive-in, I suppose it's gone in 60 seconds. So, Is yeah. it a Maserati? Nope. Oh. 67 Shelby GT500 Eleanor. I don't think Fred Flintstone yes. had one of those. No. He did not. The only, and I, I'm going to say something sure controversial. I don't like where they put the fog lamps on the Eleanor. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's going to get us banned. That's <sighs> yep. that level Sorry, of controversy. I got, us, I got us canceled. Get ready, Rodney. It's going to be a PR <laughs> nightmare. It's fine. <laughs> As most people go, what the hell are they talking about? Do you, do you have a favorite movie muscle car, Josh? Uh, that one's up there. I don't know. Vanishing point, that 70 Challenger. The Challenger is amazing. Mm. That is a good one. <laughs> anyway, so I don't love or hate this movie. I yep. like things about it. Yep, that's pretty much, like I said, me not taking it seriously at all at 
after a certain yep. point, I was like, okay, never mind. I, I went into this movie with the expectation when I was young, at least, that there's no way in hell it's going to be anywhere near as good as the first movie. That was good. Temper your expectations. He's like, I know this is not going to be a technically good sequel, so I'm just going to experience now, it. Now, did you know about is. the radical departure that this movie was going to be from the original one when you first saw it? Or did you find out later i knew some stuff about it <laughs> okay i'm curious did you see it in theaters no oh damn it. i was wondering what the general audience's reaction to the crobblivion smeared out of existence was <laughs> most people hated this like <laughs> but, but when, when it first came out people hated this movie okay like they straight up hated it it's it's only been recently that people started turning around it's kind it. of the cult it reached cult classic for status the past, like and... 20 years or so yeah but I I don't feel my opinion has changed at all. I used to own this movie, and I've seen it a number of times. I eventually got rid of the VHS, because you can't keep everything. Yeah. Well, and some, <laughs> somehow you could deal with the emotional trauma of yeah. not having a physical copy of The yeah, Crow City somehow. of Angels. But I do like Tom Jane. I do like Iggy Pop. I like Trini. This is like yeah, one like, of the like few. The cast isn't bad. Yeah, actually. one of the few movies with the Yellow Ranger you can actually watch. Mm, yeah, so. I mean she's not in the Power Rangers movie, so. Oh yeah, she didn't make it that far. No, mm. she's replaced by Aisha. That's right. I don't remember well enough. We're talking Ivanus here, right? Yep. yep. It's been too long. Red Ranger, Yellow Ranger, and Black Ranger were all replaced by were? characters: Rocky, Adam, and Aisha. Yep. Anyway, I don't remember. I don't remember well enough. Well, I played the Super Nintendo game. So in any (laughs) case, so if you if you got if you want to see more Trini, this is where you see it. Like now, there you go. Even though they cut, and we don't get that really cool fight scene with her. Yeah, it's too bad. And they just leave her breathing, clinging to life on the ground. They should have at least put made made an addition that has her cool fight scene to honor her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But it's versus time. Okay. I think, any, any I, think I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I can go first because mine's very easy. I, I do like I do like fetish club yeah. weirdness. That is true. Like well, we Iggy were discussing there's pop snorting coke at the fetish club after his hard day of work. <laughs> yeah, they're weird like black cocaine that yeah. they have. Yeah, the devil devil drug that Judah makes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Well, me, very, very easily, The Highlander 2. Now, both of these movies are bad. Like, they're bad movies. They're bad movies, yeah. Like, there's, there, this is one of those, like, there's no winners in this war. Is there? I don't know, man. <laughs> Plane safety video. Well, I that's... think, I think that's the thing is, I think Highlander was so to... much more ridiculous at times. Do you want to Rotten Tomatoes guess Highlander 2 before we... I'm going to guess... Better than I hope it's City higher. of Angels, I'll go 17%. 27. I'm going to go 10 above you like last time. Okay. 17, 27. I know I'm in the minority, so I'm just going to go very high because I love high? the movie. 98. That's, you're insane. <laughs> no one loves, Anything no over one 50 Highlander 2. I guessing? love Highlander 2. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to guess 4 Four, seven, no eight, twenty-seven. Wait, realistically, I would you probably one, say you like one percent. Give a realistic uh, one, Paul. <sighs> All right, I'm going to say twenty-eight again. 
That's yeah. what one above mine. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said before. Okay. You're just trying to do it. So <laughs> okay. So, uh oh. 17. You said 17. You said 27. You said what? 28. 28. One above me, and you said. That's not bad. Low. What did you say? I said four. Four. Oh, I'm going to be real bad if Rodney's the one that wins. Zero percent. Zero. What? No. Zero percent. No, the quick it is. It has been rated, right? Are you sure yeah. it's just not 100 it and it's rated. doing it's the thing where it's double zeros? Is... It's zero. God. No. <laughs> zero. I didn't even know that was possible on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I think the, like, the director was at least demand, like, required to re- positively review it so it can be a one. Whatever. Russell Mulche walked out of the theater in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> wow. Anyway. I, I think it's officially proven that I have terrible taste in movies. Whatever. <laughs> I loved this. I loved Highlander, too. I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> The movie was bad, but again, there were those scenes thrown in that were just so weird and over the top that it made it bad, but funny at the same time. Yeah, so so Josh uh, voted for Highlander 2. Xana obviously votes for Highlander 2, but go ahead and argue your point. You sure Josh wasn't going for City of Angels? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure okay. Josh was not. He basically said that already. Yeah. I know. I, well, I think that's the thing. Is like they're both bad, but like City of Angels at ne- at no point was there like, oh, okay, that scene was like really awesome and redeeming. It's like, oh, well, that scene was okay. That one was pretty cool. Whereas I- Highlander is like, okay, this is weird. That's kind of dumb. Plane safety video. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. According according to the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, at least. Uh, yeah. yeah. City of Angels is City the better Angels movie, apparently. The better movie. But then so. we, well, and then we get like, okay, weird, like, fight scene, alien planet, and then gay Bonnie and Clyde being uh, shot. Gay Bonnie and Clyde. Just, like, see that just, scene. Like, okay, like, how can you not be, how can you not like that scene at least? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the audience score just in case. So, I, yeah, that's the thing is like, Highlander at least had those, like, bad movie, but it had such random high points that, I just couldn't be like, okay, bad movie, but fun to watch just for those points. Well, I feel like Highlander 2 is is a movie that knows what it is, or they wouldn't have those those crazy scenes like the airplane <laughs> thing with the video and stuff. Yeah, and no, you've okay. got... That's one if they're like, no, no one's going to take this movie seriously if we have this safety video in there. They're going to like, you know, it's over the top anyway. Screw it. Let's make this. Yeah. Michael, Michael Ironside taking a rogue train yeah. through the subway after he tells a no. child he's going to kill him. Okay, yeah. so so just just for comparison, Highlander 2 The Quickening's audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 23%, so a lot oh, so higher. Kind of, we're closer there between 17 yeah. and 27. All right. The Crow City of Angels audience score is... 40 percent okay so so the general public is wrong is what me and xana are here <laughs> critics and the public both like city of angels more all right so uh, that's what i was hearing there xana maybe it was the deftones Zanna, were writing could, reviews of their maybe own deftones oh, maybe maybe they got their four reviews they skewed the numbers they got their fans to be like hey look go on here say the movie's good we know it's not but it helps us <laughs> Yeah, so... But every scene with Sean Connery is amazing. It is. In Highlander 2. Like, you have funny parts in 
City of Angels, but nothing where you're just like, oh man, like this is awesome, you know? Um, and I don't think they intended for anything really to be I think funny. The, the <laughs> problem is, I went into things. the movie Did they? Yeah. with low expectations. And through most of the movie was feeling underwhelmed. Like It's kind of hard to do. <laughs> I feel like City of Angels is a bad movie taking itself seriously. Yeah. That and was a- Highlander 2 is a bad movie not. Just going nuts with it. Yeah. yeah. It just, it knew that it was all over the place and didn't make sense and it didn't care. It just was whatever was happening, people doing what they wanted and... It seemed like it was a movie where people were having fun making it, and that made it fun to watch. Yeah, I guess that that's makes fair. Sense. Paul. So yes, is. my vote is Highlander too. Yes, <laughs> there's no doubt about that one. I knew before this movie even started. Yeah, yeah, because you loved Highlander too. <laughs> so I apparently have bad taste in movies, according to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> according I'm, to Rotten I'm in Tomatoes, the zero percent. Always be trusted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. What does that mean? I'm in the zero percent. No, you're also in, in the audience score. You're in the 23 percent, though. So there you oh, go. okay. I'm, I'm people... guessing the 23 percent went into it with about our expectations yeah, of like, yeah. oh, this is bad. But at least it they do weird, funny stuff in it. Yeah. So, Paul. So, you know, both movies have their entertaining strong points. They're uh, hedgehogs on uh, hoverboards. <laughs> that whole part's pretty good. Obviously, Michael Ironside is always great. Yeah, he's the best. Um, and then, yeah, everything with uh, Ramirez. <laughs> yes. RNC yeah. Especially, yeah. Ramirez. But the, both movies have, you know, multiple times where we're like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Lightning Bolt, Ramirez is back. What? And then Crow 2, oh, that, oh, too many. Okay, I, both of these movies had a moment where we reacted to something and Rodney got to laugh as we yeah. reacted because we did the same thing with yeah. Ramirez's resurrection. As we did with the, as we did with the, the Crow, Crow Storm, Storm attack. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney's just watching us go like, what the ever. hell? Just in, try to do a thing where it inserts... Uh, the limit break visual and sound effect, and it says "Murder of Crows." Yeah, the cross stops. Take the PS One graphics, insert it over that scene, and have the <laughs> the battle music happening in the background. <laughs> and then, yeah, he fades away in a even worse than PlayStation. The PlayStation One would have done a better effect of scaring him out of oblivion. Yeah, he starts. He just goes. He starts crumbling apart like the bosses. <laughs> I think even the Crow video game looked better than that effect. Probably. Never never beat the game, so I don't know. Um, I mean, we just talked about all the the high points in Crow 2. And like I said, if it was maybe the original cut, you could actually... Napalm Crows. Yep, yep, that was... Crow bombs were awesome. Gabriel Um, the Crow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That didn't happen yet. I assume (laughs) the next one, Gabriel, will be the next crow. Oh, well, they killed Sarah. Now, uh, Gabriel Gabriel dies and he has to come back for revenge. (laughs) That'd be pretty good. A crow cat. Cat with crow wings. (laughs) And it's Gabriel. He just shows up and he just has, like, the dark marks on his eyes because he's a white cat anyway. His dialogue is just. (laughs) Man. (laughs) He would have the powers of a cat and a crow. He occasionally has to, like, Swipe at the crow and the cross to peck him. <laughs> Just be like, no, don't kill me. Or would they team up and Gabriel could ride the crow around oh, the cr- town? <laughs> that, that's the new attack. The crow picks up Gabriel oh, and like, drops him, up and him can... places. 
Hey, we've come we've come up with a better movie already. <laughs> and so you're saying that's not what Crow Three is? No. Oh, okay. Not even close. <laughs> but yeah, um, despite not getting the Poochie going back to space, <laughs> Zeist ending, I still think I would also go with Highlander too because just overall, it's a more enjoyable watch. Like, yeah, I mean, City it's Angels, so ludicrous. Yeah, City of Angels has. Fun parts and funny parts, but they're not as frequent as Highlander 2. Yeah, and despite all of the problems it has where you're confused, for the most part, it's more coherent than Highlander 2. Yeah. I would say. At least you can follow what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's Dude okay. Dies, gets revenge. There's yeah, the that's, there's the end. That's about Fairly it. Fairly simple. Yeah, if you've seen Crow I don't know 1, why he loves this you know woman after seeing if you've her seen twice. Crow 1, you've seen Crow 2. Yeah. Uh, basically. Um... But in Highlander 2's case, that could not be further from the truth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Opening scene. Alien planet. That's where they're from. What? Yep. Yeah. And if I have where to... you're from. I remember. <laughs> if, if I have to justify myself just a little bit more, like in my notes, I literally wrote, I don't know what to write about. <laughs> and, and that's all I had until that the Trini fight. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it, it was just like, I, I didn't really know what was going on. It was slow-paced, underwhelmed, and, uh, uh, yeah. Sarah's vacant look all the time. Like, if I got more out of Sarah, I would probably be more interested Which, in who it. who knows? Agreed. Maybe in the, the missing cut. Yeah, she was <laughs> in a lot. Your eyes look just like hers right now. <laughs> just, a yeah. lot more interesting stuff. <laughs> the ending of my notes for that is just crow limit break slash desperation attack. Murder of crows. Crow soul storm. Crowblivion. <laughs> just trying to figure out what to call it. <laughs> I do like Crowblivion. I gotta say. Yeah. That's a good yeah. <laughs> Crowblivion. Oh, man. So you ultimately vote for Highlander. Yeah, too, Highlander. I mean, Michael Ironside is in Yeah, it. Michael Ironside, mm -hmm. Christopher Lambert, and uh, Sean Connery. Yeah. Virginia Madsen. Oh, yeah, Virginia Madsen, the girl that is actually human instead of <laughs> the blank eyed automaton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad at Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I, I am too, actually. I'm also going to go with Highlander too. So <laughs> it's an obvious win. I, Highlander 2 is so good. Nobody decided to vote against it for the sake of voting against I, it. I, How I, could you vote no, against I, a movie where Michael Ironside like hijacks a subway train kills goes a bunch faster of than the speed of sound, <laughs> kills all these people? He's just going absolutely berserk all the time. Oh, like lands on Earth and is immediately at the same level as the Kiergan for Chris. Yeah. Just like, I'm just going to kill some shit. The movie where Christopher Lambert jumps on a hoverboard from Back to the Future yep. 2 and fights hedgehog people to decapitate in a dystopian them. Blade Runner world. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good scene. Rodney, what do these two movies have in common? They're both a dystopia future film involving immortals and yeah. they're both on a sequels quest for revenge. to yeah on plots for revenge and they're both sequels to good movies <laughs> <laughs> that is another binding thing they both got girls who do absolutely nothing dudes walking out of flames but Christopher dudes Lambert did it better we already did that Lambert we did that mini that. rumble he yeah won. there's actually a lot of similarities Oh, yeah, these movies. <laughs> and also, uh, The Crow City of Angels is a prequel to Highlander 2, as you saw with the... That is uh, true, the, the that it shield is underneath is the shield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just elsewhere in the world, yep. City of Angels is happening. 
So there you go. More connections. Isn't isn't Highlander on the East Coast? Yep. So, see, it makes sense, because, you know, that's happening on the East Coast. Meanwhile, the crow is murdering people on the West Coast. Yep. Just ten years later, Highlander 2 happens. That's all. Anyway... Weird stuff. So I'm voting for Highlander 2 as well. Like, how could you not? I know. The thing The thing I've never understood about Highlander 2 is, yes, it's a bad movie. Yes, it's a bad sequel to Highlander. Like, it doesn't make sense as a sequel. It's completely insane. Yep. But it's so damn fun. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous how entertaining the movie is. The Sean Connery doing his stupid thing on, All like... people shitheads. Yeah. Because it's a new word he learned. Getting getting his suit, seeing the safety film, like... Yeah, that... Man, whoever did that. Yeah, just... <laughs> him being summoned by immortal necromancy, like Christopher yeah. Lambert, and him being, like, gay married, and... <laughs> Being the gay Bonnie and Clyde, and like, uh, it's just so freaking weird. Whatever happens, I will always find you, Connor. Yeah, plus to be (laughs) fair, in in Highlander, we do get a case of necromancy making someone happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does make someone happy. Whereas in Crow 2, I definitely would say it did not make him happy. (laughs) Well, at least he got revenge for his. He did get revenge, yeah. And in the case of the Crow, their necromancy, they're not choosing the necromancy. No, they're the one that gets so... brought back. They're the zombie that comes Well, yeah, but they never talk to the desire. crow about whether it's necromancy makes it happy. Yeah. I mean, it must because it keeps doing it just to watch people die. <laughs> yeah, the overwhelming desire for revenge is what brings them back. So. Okay. Mm. So I guess by default, uh, ne- yeah. it can't make them happy. I think the thing with Highlander 2 is it's, it's a lot like watching Star Trek V. Yeah, it's uh-huh. definitely not a great film, <laughs> but there yep. are funny bits. But there's so many things but that are so, so entertaining, overwhelmingly enjoyable. Like yeah. it, it doesn't is. have to be a good movie to be enjoyed. Well, that's why we're bringing yeah. up the Final Frontier. It's such a because there's yeah. lots of stuff from Final Frontier, even though yeah, it's silly. Like, is that the one that starts off with Rocket Boot Camping Trip? Rocket Boot Camping Trip. What does God <laughs> need with the that, starship? I love that. Like, why does God need a starship or whatever? Yeah. Like, I always bring There's that so line many up. funny and awesome things. And in that the fan movie. dance, right? Yeah. Yep. And they'll reference that. Like, I mean, Futurama, she did it, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'll do my fan dance. And, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. That's why how <laughs> I mean, reference it oh, twice. Oh, yeah, because William Shatner's also like, when I, I directed Star Trek Four, I got a magnificent performance out of Bill because I respected him so much. Yeah. And when I directed Star Trek V, I got a magnificent performance out of me because I respected me so much. Yeah. <laughs> he respects himself so much. So so Highliner 2 and Star Trek V are, you know. There you go. They're similar kind of movies. Yeah, similar feel. Bad sequels to great movies that ultimately are very fun. Yeah. Yep. So that would have probably been a lot harder of a versus then to, to decide. I don't know. Because, like, I, I feel like The Crow is unpredictable. Like, especially City of Angels, it's somewhat unpredictable. Because I have heard people say, I love that movie and stuff. It's weird. Hmm. And yeah. obviously 40% of audience liked it. Yeah. You know? so They like the nudity. Nudie There's boots. a lot of nudity. There's, There's nudity a lot of BDSM and, first and let's, let's face it, seen. how many people discovered they had a BDSM fetish after watching and, this uh, movie? Like, what? Yeah. Oh, this or Hellraiser. Well, this movie say, was an awakening. <laughs> and it was, yeah, at the Hot Topic people, they would have been the ones to go see it. And then, yeah. yeah. True. Uh, what's the rating of this movie? It's rated R. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, Both of these movies were. Just, yeah. just curious, like, the ages that, it, that, that people could get a hold of it. Well, I mean, no, teenagers. I was going to say, they'll was always 17. find a way. Yeah, teenagers can always find a way. I could see a big draw for teenagers with this one. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it was the '90s. I was walking in movie theaters at like 14 years old. Like, oh yeah, like I, 13. at any mm-hmm. point, did anyone have to worry about getting carded for a movie? We'll put it this way: I had I a well, I had a weird high school event where we were allowed to watch a movie, and we had our choices of movies at at a multiplex theater, and many of the choices were terrible. One of them was Home Alone Three, which. As bizarre as it may seem, was the best possible option. <laughs> and then we oh, were we watched that's... the movie for about ten minutes, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck this!" Me and we just knew. walked out, and then walked directly into Alien Resurrection. I think. Yeah. Is that the? Oh yeah, that's okay. You know, yeah. and that's the one with Worm Tongue, right? Yeah. I mean, I saw both Alien Three and Alien Resurrection in the theater, but it's not relevant. So anyway. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Highlander 2. Yeah. Well, as we said, there can be only one. There can be only one, and it has to be Highlander Only one two. out of the twos. Highlander, Highlander 2 is equal to Island of the Living Dead in its ability to be bad and entertaining at the same time. Also incomprehensible. <laughs> yes, that's, that's that is true. true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's too bad it's one Xana missed. I don't know. If we'll ever do the Lost Xanasodes. We must, we must at least for Island of the Living Dead. Because I brought up Yvette in well, the past two yep. episodes. That's true. There's that. There's um, and some other good ones. Would be uh, Sleepaway Camp. Because we can never yeah. mention certain things about that movie. We can never mention the ending of Sleepaway Camp around yep. Xana. It's frustrating. <laughs> I, I would do some Lost Xanasode. Okay. That we'll, have to, we'll have to plan for Maybe it. Maybe those would be like bonus things where we just watch it and we can all talk about it. But Xana will just give her. Because we've already all done it. Yeah. So. That it wouldn't sense. be versus anything, just single bonus. Just, just watch it, and then we're judging what. And plus, Zana's reaction. Some of these is. I wouldn't mind watching again. Like, oh yeah, I'd watch. You know, like Camp again in a couple easy, months yeah. from now, like September or something, we could watch. Uh, you know, Ghost Watch again. See what Zana oh, thinks. Ghost oh, Watch. Yeah. 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 Flying cheese and pickle sandwiches. Yep. And the fact that I mean, Zana's a big Red Dwarf fan, so yes, yeah. plus Charles. All Lister. the references to glory holes that we make. <laughs> yeah, might be good to know that and the Lady in White stuff. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna end this now. <laughs> Thank God, Highlander Two. It's victorious. It is. It has a redemption. It arc. wins the prize. Which it's winning the prize. Wait, he wound up immortal again at the end. Now right? it has to go back to Zeiss. Oh, okay. That's his ending we watched after, after the, the movie, movie where yeah. he the glows ending. and hovers in the air and is coming so with his prize. me. And then Ghost Ramirez tells him, you have the full measure of your life left. So congratulations to Christopher Lambert and Virginia Madsen. Honestly, if you put Hut, if, if I was at someone else's house and like they were like, oh man, I kind of want to watch a movie. And they're like, oh, we got all these Marvel movies. I'd rather watch Highlander 2 yeah. twice than watch any <laughs> Avengers movie once. Yeah. Like, That's fair. I, I legitimately think Highlander 2 is way more fun to watch than any Avengers movie that has ever come out. So yeah. there you go. There you go. I agree. Because yes. it's awesome. We, we you don't can remember watch it what happened in a bunch of them. Yeah, so. you can watch it twice in the time that it takes if, to watch it. Eventually, yeah. they all so kind of start very nice again. and brisk. Yeah. They really do. That so for sure, the Avengers have nothing as cool as that plane safety video. There's just no way. They, so as I understand it, all four of us think Highlander 2 is better than Avengers Endgame? Yep. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then I'll say this for more controversy on a thing. Avengers Endgame is the closest I've ever come to walking out of a movie. I was so bored the first hour and a half. 
I took like a few bathroom breaks and I'm like, I'm just tired of this. That Avengers is... 2 for me. Oh. I was like, I don't want to do Weekend this. Weekend Ultrons. Yeah. Which one was Endgame? The one where they are... Where nothing oh, happens God, until the last 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah, they're all depressed for a bit and Ant-Man's like, why is everyone sad? And like, look at man, everyone disappeared. It's the one where Captain Marvel appears and saves everyone. Yeah, and they're yep. going to like so therapy for... and stuff. That's the thing, it's like... Oh, the Avengers movies are they're, they're and they're, they're big, uh, their big funny joke thing is look Thor got depressed and out of shape <laughs> that's the joke that's funny oh man wouldn't it be great if like uh, Avengers 2 Weekend at Ultron's was just a Weekend at Bernie's remake but with Ultron <laughs> they're carrying they're Ultron up Ultron like he's Look, look, I'm taking over the world. Taking over the world. <laughs> People are just buying it. <laughs> oh. I think Andy Circus was like briefly a secondary villain in that, so would he be the one propping up like would the villains be behind it? I don't know, but he's also like a secondary villain in uh Black Panther, Black Panther later. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so it's not important because Highlander 2 is better than all those movies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There can be only one. There can be only one. It's Highlander 2. So we'll close it out this time. And we'll have you three say a... Adios. Au revoir. Au Contact us at rentalstorerumble at gmail.com for questions, comments, hanging out, or requests for an episode. You can find us on Facebook as Rental.Rumble, Twitter at RentalRumble, Instagram at RentalStoreRumble, as well as on Slasher, and RentalStoreRumble.blogspot.com. Check us out on all the podcast platforms as well as anchor.fm slash rental dash store dash rumble. Music by me and cover art by Gwyneth Anderson. Keep drinking that Tranya. <laughs> <laughs>